Laugh, we're back. We're back. Stay. Guys, something special is going on today because we're on Zoom, which means we have a guest. Welcome to the show, Mike Jagasser. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. Oh, man. It's really our pleasure, Mike. We're so happy to have you because the other day we were thinking, like, how do we spice the show up with everything going on? And we thought, Man, let's try and get more people on. Let's get guests. And one of the first people that came to mind uh, was you, Mike. And uh, let, me, let me, guys, let me just tell you a bit of the story. Daniel, you might remember this because um, Mike, Daniel, and I were all in the same lab in first year at Ryerson, Shanaska Molly's. I think that was JRN 103 slash 105. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? She's awesome. And, oh, fantastic. And the first day of lab, it's like the get to know you thing, right? And I'm mm. like, oh, yeah, you know, I love Steve Daniel, right? Keeps on going, going, going. And at the back of the class, there's Mike. <laughs> and I think we, like, interviewed the other person because you have to, like, team up and the other person play out, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you were with – it may have been Dua. I can't remember. I was and a Saab. I was a Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's Mike. And, and what's said about Mike? His hero is Steve Dangle. The moment I hear that, I turned around. We met eyes and I gave a big thumbs up. <laughs> I, I remember your reaction. <laughs> I remember your reaction on the first day. Like it. And then – the creme de la creme. This, from this moment, I knew I was going to like this guy. <laughs> Mike goes out and says, there's a guy named Kyle Bacoska at Sportsnet, and I'm going to steal his job. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Mike. And seriously, we are so happy to have you here, Mike. Uh, we got funny. you on the whole show, which is just wicked. We got a lot yeah. of good stuff to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we'll start off talking about the fact that the biggest losers, a.k.a. the teams that were so bad they couldn't make a 2014 playoff format, a.k.a. Anaheim, Detroit, L.A., Ottawa, New Jersey, San Jose, and Buffalo, who missed the playoffs by like 0.5%, will all be allowed to make trades with each other. Um, I don't know why they even bothered with this, but... No one's going to make a trade. No yeah, one's it's pretty trade. odd. I think it's, I think it's just like for, for, for pro- protocol's sake, really... Yeah, like no one's no one's gonna make a trade right now, or for a while. I don't think until like the playoffs are over. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're they're testing the market with seven or six other teams, and they're missing twenty four. Not gonna happen. Man, I don't know. Maybe there's Brandon Perlini to the Ducks for a conditional seventh round. <laughs> like I keep skiing moving around. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember when he was man in NHL. He always had wicked potential too. Man, Brandon Perlini. Pretty sure he's British too. Soft spot like that guy. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Man, I, uh, Daniel, you're a massive Ducks fan. I think they could make a move, maybe. maybe I don't know. Not. Yeah, minor league swaps, just filling in the rosters every level. Because Anaheim are a team that are very much, you know, hey, guys, we're, we're willing to take off your take on your bag deal. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. You saw that with the, um, with the deal with, with Andre Kasha yeah. and David mm-hmm. Backus. So maybe the Sharks, a.k.a. the homeland of dying contracts, could maybe make a deal with the Sharks? I don't know. Sharks. Those are completely different deals. I'm That's also – yeah. I was just I, like, I like there's eight-year contracts, seven-year contracts at $11 million. Shall I? I'll quickly get a cap friendly for the no Sharks. Team, no quickly. team in the NHL wants to take any of those contracts on. No matter no matter what the sweetener is, you don't want to do it. The sharks shouldn't like it's just it's 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 pathetic that we're even talking about the sharks as a non. <laughs> like the sharks should have like what happened to them this year, man? It's just disappointing. I mean, I think honestly, the last few years they've been riding on kind of like like what the sharks did or the the senators did in in 2017 when it was like when their playoff run it was just like you know it shouldn't have happened, but mm-hmm. for some reason they it was like it was it was a it, they were on fire, but like they they were just playing way out of their league. And I think 
that happened last year, especially in how they, they beat when they beat Vegas. I was so pissed off. I love Vegas, but now you see them this year. They're a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like Kevin LeBanc takes a one year deal and that was the worst risk he could have taken. Now look what happened this year. Like, yeah. That's tough. Oh, you know what? But if, if we're talking about losers, we have to give a special mention to the biggest losers of them all. Uh, Detroit from Hell in the St. James. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, Detroit are, uh, have confirmed that Jeff Blasio will return uh, as head coach next year. And you know what? I don't know if Jeff Blasio is a good coach or not because the moment he was given the reins once, of course, my Babcock left to go to Toronto, Detroit have just been so bad, and I don't think there's any fault of Jeff Blash Hills, but I mean, guys, I don't know, guys. Is he good? Is he not? Like, I watched before he went, before Babcock came here, like I saw he, he led Grand Rapids to a Calder, and then that's really about it. Like, I this year, like the last few years, I, I've obviously you see development in some key players like Larkin and Bertuzzi, but overall the team is, is historically one of the worst teams to ever have been skated in the NHL. It's like, it's just so bad. <laughs> yeah, just give them the first, just give them the first. Yeah. Over. No, like, no, 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 no. Don't just give it. it to them. No, just in case Montreal falls short of Pittsburgh, I don't want the chat to laugh at you. Don't, don't no, you that. know what? All hell will break loose if the Oilers get that bridge back. <laughs> I, will, I will honestly, I will jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quickly bring up Detroit's record again. And and by the way, a moment of silence for Jimmy Howard. Two wins. Oh, I know. Taken two years ago, I think they were asking the asking price for Jimmy Howard was a first round pick. And now look at him. Man, I mean, it, it could. They're, they're 31st goals against, goals for. Penalty kill 31st. 29th for the penalty for uh, the power play. Okay. Guy. Who's Bit of worse? Improvement there. Who's worse? For power play? I'm going to go on a limb and say Montreal probably. Um, <laughs> when it comes to power play percentage, uh, Ottawa and Anaheim. Okay. Anaheim, really? Yeah. All right. Wow. You think with Shabbat, too, on Ottawa, maybe they could pick it up a bit there. But, uh, hey, honestly. Yeah. Hey, man. Mark Boriecki, right? Man, Mark Boriecki. Yeah. Future captain right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Kachuk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that bum? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Boriecki has had, you know, at least – like, you got to think of, since that video came up, his career has been on the up and up. You know, like, stopping crime and, you know, in the city and that. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bar cop. Remember that, lads? Yeah. yeah. And I felt so bad watching that video because he just looked so visibly awkward and uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was just like, why am I doing this? He didn't even get to talk to you. Eugene just stepped in and was like, I think, like, Boreka was talking about, yeah, we got a g- good room. And then I think Eugene just stepped and he's like, it's going to be great for the, for the fans, for, for the sponsors. You love what are you doing, Eugene? Yeah, when, mean, you're not, <laughs> when you're not going to pay money for those poor fans. You know what? Um, we're, we're already talking about the sense, so uh, we'll go a bit off of off the reel here of the power hour. Um, originally, I was going to go off of this from the Max Kellerman stuff. But, I mean, yeah, Detroit may be bad in the standings, but, geez, there's not been a, a team who's worse off um, with with regards to PR and reputation in their the Ottawa Senators. Oh, my God. Dumpster fire. They've cut ties with the Ottawa um, Senators Foundation, which like, you just got to – How do you do that? The Ottawa Senators have cut ties with the Ottawa Senators Foundation. <laughs> How do you do that? An, an organization – I was uh, reading an article from the Ottawa Sun that has donated over $100 million in charity. And it, it doesn't matter what way you really put this, guys. 
It's a bad look. You know, yeah. What's 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 the worst part is Mike. We had a little pre you know premature award show a few weeks ago, and I gave Pierre Dorian the um the Jim Gregory Award for GM of the Year, right? Because I just love the job that he's been doing. I hear faces not. By the way, if you want to see our reactions in the faces, check out the show's YouTube channel. But if you didn't like it, you didn't. Mike, what was it that face, buddy? You're okay. You know what? Yeah, sure. He he's done. He, he, he's had a better year in comparison to the last few. But I mean, what? Pajot deal. I mean, Pajot, um Okay, yeah, they fleeced New York. That yeah. was insane. Yeah. Like, well, um, some stuff with New York and just how, man, that break really happened at a good time because they were trash. But, like, I, I, sorry, go back to the Sens, though. It's just – and the reason I bring up the Pierre Doran stuff is because every sort of good thing the Sens have going for them. This year was looking like a very, very good year – PR-wise, of course, you're so bomb of the standings. But every time something like this happens, you know two things. That any sort of goodwill that, you know, Bear Jordan has helped build up for the Sens, Eugene Melnick has just mm-hmm. knocked it down. And you know a decision of this caliber comes from Eugene Melnick. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, they were so close. Eugene they were so is, close. Eugene, it's just it, – I can't believe how it's, – it's just insane how – Honestly, he he it he micromanages and doesn't let the GM do what his job is. He he micromanages a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced that he made the Eric Carlson trade. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, yeah, it turned out to kind of be okay <clears throat> because they're probably going to get second and third overall uh, this year with the Sharks pick. But when we first saw that deal, it was what two first round picks. It, if and then uh, it was like Dylan, players. Yeah, it was like Dylan DeMello, Chris, uh, Tierney, Chris Tierney, Rudolph and, jo- and Josh Norris, Norris which was yeah. the best guy in that deal. And then the only reason they said Josh Norris was put in the deal was because he was Brady Kachuk's friend. <laughs> and I'm like, that's Literally not that's how it. you make a deal. I'm convinced that was Eugene Melnick. Josh Norris, though, not just a throw-in. I mean, he, I think you know, he just won AHL Rookie of the Year. I think he's still he's yeah. got some good potential. So. But like when you throw in guys like Dylan DeMello, who's gone, and you throw in guys like like who Rudolph's Balsers, is that who you said? Yeah, he, I swear to God, he's with the Marlies right now. I may be losing it, but like, anyways, like what? <laughs> like why? <clears throat> the worst part is you got to remember that. Of course, the last two seasons, our opinions of, of Eric Carlson have kind of. Oh, he's been. Oh my God, he's had a t- tough year since he signed that deal. I, I, you know what? Yeah, and but what does make that deal worse is at the time, Eric Carlson was far and away the best defenseman in the league. He led Ottawa like hit their playoff yeah. run on one foot. Yes. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> but hey, like they're going to spend to the cap in 2025, right? That's what oh, Eugene yeah! said. That's Remember? What yeah, he did. Said. Is that what Bobby Ryan's done finally? Or is oh, he probably. And then he said that uh, the Leafs forgot about defense. Just to throw it in there for fun. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Eugene. Like, oh my God. Proud alumni of my school, of my high school as well. You know, we, had a, we have a field. Oh, surprising. Oh, really? Yeah, our, our, our beautiful <laughs> field at St. Mike's, it's, it's the Eugene Melnick sports field. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> His name's all over Toronto. Eh? He's got like the, the Melnick Pavilion at a hospital too somewhere. You know what? Claim to fame, 
I remember I was honestly like literally just a couple hours ago. I was watching um over all playoff overtime goals from 2015 to 2019 that this guy's been posting, like in just a, a single video. That's how bored I am, and I, I see him wearing the same same Mike's grad pendant that we all that or necklace that we all that we all got after graduation. I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that guy went to my school and this is his reputation now. Man, you know what? It, there could be something worse for the Senso guys, and they could have a logo. Like the Henderson Knights, even though it's Silver a ski, Knights. it's like a steam so ugly pony. Like the Golden Knights logo is is sick. I love it. I can't wait till they roll out their 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 alternates next year. Oh, oh it's gonna be disgusting. But the Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah. And it's a it's. I'm not calling it a horse. It's a steampunk <laughs> pony. It looks terrible. <laughs> Um, Alex, just because um, apparently I can't screen share as a mm. attendee, is there any way you could just quickly, um, you, you like doing as host? Could you just get yeah. up a picture very quickly of the of the logo? Because yeah. it, it, I just want you know to get a better thing for the YouTuber uh, watchers out there. I must have listeners, but man, I mean, it's bad. That's it's really like ugly. A, it's like a bootleg, like Game of Thrones, like. No, yes. man, like a, a, yeah. a robot unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it does because it was it, like in the middle of its head, it does kind of look like the point. I guess it's supposed to be a shield or something. It does uh-huh. like make it look like a unicorn. There it is. Thank you, Alex. That's that so is ugly. So bad. That's so I ugly. I thought that was a good idea. Man, yeah, it's like House Henderson Knights of Winterfell. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick thing I wanted to bring up there, just how ugly it was. Um, you know, I don't think it's a very hot take to say that it's an ugly logo, but Alex, why don't you tell us a bit about Max Kellerman? Um, so a couple days ago, Max Kellerman uh, on first take said that hockey isn't a top four um, major sport in the U.S. or team sport, and everyone was outraged, absolutely outraged. Um, I I agree, but I don't agree mm. because because hockey is a really I, I think it's a really particular sport. Like I guess in Canada, you know, you can go to any city in Canada and they talk about hockey, but I, I don't think if you go to any city in the U.S., they they necessarily talk about they necessarily talk about hockey. I think they talk about MLB, NFL, NBA, and I think college football and college yes. basketball would be a little yeah. more popular in certain states, but. You know, you look at like Michigan or even certain parts of New York, Minnesota, Minnesota. Um, I'm definitely missing. I'm definitely missing a few cities. I think it's a lot more in in the U.S. It's very specific markets that are re- that really enjoy hockey. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. Canada, I think it's just big as a whole. So I don't disagree, but I don't fully agree with this take. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, for sure. I, like, I wonder is sorry, what? No, sorry. I, I just was gonna say like like I tweeted that out too. I was just like, dude, <clears throat> Max Kellerman's clearly never been to Michigan or Minnesota. Minnesota high school hockey's like worshipped there. Right. Mm-hmm. they Massachusetts as well. Yes. Yeah. Kid completely forgot Massachusetts. They're huge yeah. in hockey. So I was just like, dude, come on. <laughs> I'm not a massive like I'm very much just hockey. It's one of my issues. But like Max Kellerman is a isn't he known for a bit of the hot takes? Oh yeah, yeah. 
he is. He's, he's got some some pretty feisty <laughs> takes, some pretty risky ones. And I think Stephen A. a few years ago had the same thing of no one cares about hockey. No one. He probably honestly, said, man, I don't know. I'm not. Gonna, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm just. I'm not a Stephen A. fan. No, like, I'm really not a Stephen A. fan. Why not? Like, don't get me wrong. He's entertaining, and I love how crazy he is. He's like. I am not having a good day. That's like one of the best memes of all time. Yeah. But like, oh my God. I, I, I was getting so annoyed when he just w- was getting so heated about the Canadian team, the Raptors pushing it for the finals. Like yes. they should not win. Like, dude, get out of here. Like, come on. You're, you're a basketball fan and you can't allow the game to grow like that. Come on. I, I think he, I think he grows on that hate. Like he gets better and better the more people hate him. Exactly because he's just he's just a beam. <laughs> I am not having a good day. The hatred makes you stronger, Lord, Lord Stephen A. Yeah, <laughs> like the Emperor Darth Vader. It's hilarious. That was a great. That was a great way to put it. <laughs> Emotions make you stronger, Lord. <laughs> Man, by the way, Mike, we are massive Star Wars fans here. So, oh, I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan too. Born in hey. Star Wars. Awesome. I'm with you guys. All right. So I have to ask you this then. Have you watched Star Wars Clone Wars? Oh my god, the last season was one of the one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen. <laughs> no. All right, Alex is just starting season five. We're trying to get Daniel and he's only like a few for episode one. But Mike, this is this is good. Afterwards, I want to ask you about those last four episodes. Especially like that last scene. Oh my god, I yeah. cried. But sorry. To go off track, of <laughs> my dear, I, I've been, oh my God, thank God. CJ Mandalorian, let's go. Dave Filoni, what a great guy. Um, well, uh, just guys, there's another step forward when it comes to sports. A lot of us were so excited. Sorry, but there's a lawnmower going on outside. Um, <laughs> it's better than the motorcycle around the show from my window. But um, so the NHL were kind of the first of the big sports leagues to really come out and see, seem to have had a, a return to play. Then the, N- then the NBA a few days ago said, all right, we're going to one-up you here. We got, like, the draft and everything started out. But um, the NHL have now taken a step forward to phase two of return to play, effective Monday, June 8th. I'm going to quickly read a little statement here from NHL.com, the worst site in sports history. Quote, Honestly. beginning June 8th, <laughs> state percentage, but we're only with the nine, no second digit. Uh, beginning June 8th, subject to each team's satisfaction of all of the requirements set out in the phase two protocol, Clubs would be permitted to reopen their training facilities in their home city to allow players to participate in individual training activities off ice and on ice. Alex, also, I believe you were the first one to show me some stuff from Elliot Friedman when it comes to training camp dates or a or dates that the league yeah are July tenth July tenth no, no earlier mm-hmm. than July tenth for phase three. Mm-hmm. We're no. quite a while from that. It's good to see there's another step forward, even though like Montreal, for an example, uh, the Gazette had a really good article about how Montreal don't even have ice ready in Brassard in their training complex, even though they're saying, oh, we're doing maintenance, but they laid off a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So guys, how does it feel <clears throat> to have another kind of step forward here and return to play? Another step closer to us getting to see our beloved game back on our TV screens. Yeah. I mean, we're one step closer, but we're also very far away like we know that this can just get abs- just can get canceled at any point mm-hmm. yeah i heard so. that like there's like a limit right now for what is it uh six, six players six players yes yeah, yeah that's yeah that's very little 
that they kind of do there, but it's kind of something that, you know, I'm happy to see that there's some progress being made. Mm-hmm. Alex, gotta- do you think they're, do you think they're, do you think they're happy to get back to MasterCard? Absolutely. I don't care. No, I've been training there since I was a kid. Yeah. I'm never going to call it Ford Performance Center. It's MasterCard Center. I, I went there. I didn't even know they changed it. I went there last year. For a sto- I went there for a story last year uh, for their um, Easter Seals like scarity, uh, Easter Steals charity skate. Sorry. And when you got to meet them. When you got to see the players. That was a sick post. Yeah, but they, did, they didn't let me talk to them because they're... Uh, at least you got to take pictures with them. I just, I'm like, I'm taking pictures. I would have fanboyed too. <laughs> I went up to Ron Hainsey. He's like at least a foot taller than me. And he, I'm like, hey, can I take a picture? He's like, yeah, sure. It was the most awkward interaction. But He came into my store. So I work at a, ho- I work at a hockey store. And he came in um, with his, to get his, his kids some skates. And didn't even know. We didn't like, I was just like, oh my God, that's Ron Hainsey. So then, yeah. so I, I help him. I'm like trying to help his daughter find skates. And then I'm talking about the skates. And I'm like, but you should, like, I didn't say, oh my God, you're on Hayes. Like, <laughs> but you should, you should probably know. You probably know what this is already. <laughs> and he's like, and he just looks at me and smiles. He's like, honestly, man, no, I, I don't. I don't handle for us. Real question. Was he driving his Hummer? Did you see? Oh no, I didn't see that. But he oh. came in with like a flannel, his, his hat forwards and stuff like that. He looked like. Sounds like the, Ron Hainsey. That's a Ron Hainsey. I was like, the millennial. Man, I noticed on your um on your Twitter, I think it's your Twitter banner or something that you met Matt Duchesne. He's is a sick he, guy. He is because uh, he's his reputation has you know rightly or wrongly take a bit of a, a hit the past few years. What was he like? Brigade. So I'll tell you guys the story. Um, so I work at Canlin, uh, York U. So like the big, I'm are you guys familiar with like Canlin and and all that? Okay, so Canlan York U, okay. Um, they're like the corporate center of Canlan, uh, like Canlan Corporation. And I was a summer summer hockey coach, hockey instructor there. Um, <clears throat> so I'll tell you some a really good story. I've actually gotten to see a lot of NHLers because they have CCM every year has their their pre their preseason media and photo shoots for like all these guys and advertising like their their new twigs and stuff like that. They they have their photo shoot at Canlan in August. So in July and August. So <clears throat> I've gotten to see Seth Jones. So my first year there I got to see Seth Jones. Um Prince Charming Brock Besser. <laughs> Here's a good story for you guys. He was walking down this this guy no another t- player that I'll mention in a second. This player was walking down the uh um the the whole like the hall to the to the rink. It's a big place, right? And I'm just with my kids here um before we head out to do dry land. And I see, I see him walking and we're just waiting for the guys to get out of the dressing room. And I just see him and I'm like to my, to my, to my buddy next to me, Danny. I'm like, that's Matthew Barzell. Wow. So I just, I, I, I just, with, with no reaction, I pulled out my phone, Snapchat, and I just screamed out, Hey, Matt Barzell, what are Saturdays for? He turns <laughs> around. He's like, the boys. Oh, <laughs> And a good, good story that Alex, I think you're going to like. Yeah. Then the CCM photo shoot, I told you. So what they did for, for this particular, like they, they're usually pretty lenient on letting people like, you know, especially the kids because they yeah. want to go in and see and, you know, just hide your cameras and shit. Sorry. I didn't mean to swear, That's but okay. you know, so this one player just made a big deal in the hockey world. 
So I let, so we got off the rink and I had to spare a couple minutes because my, my, my partner already brought them up to uh, the cafe, uh, to the, to the restaurant for lunch. And I had to go downstairs and grab something. And then I realized something was going on on the other rink that they were trying to hide from everybody. So I quick, I sneak into the rink, like to the rink three so that the team can't see me first time with CCM. They were doing the first time and they were taking pictures the first time the new star of the Leafs, John Tavares was wearing his main Leafs gear the first time. So I I went in there and I just see like 91 Tavares. (laughs) He's wearing his Leafs jersey. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. Right. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the first time he's wearing Leafs gear. This is insane. Wow. But I'm sorry. I got out of topic. Yeah. So Matthew Shane, he was, um, I, I just want to share that because, like you know, it's it's it was insane. But yeah. um, Matt Duchesne, I I had to stay late at work for uh, um, I I forgot. I think I had to do extended care for some of the kids. I was doing the younger camp, and then my buddy was waiting for me because we were just gonna leave together. And then we see Matt Duchesne is indeed here for the CCM photo shoot, and I'm just like, okay. So we ended up staying late, and we're like, okay, maybe he's gone, maybe he's gone. And then we see the CCM team is still there. I'm like. Oh my God, Matt Duchesne's still here. So my buddy and I all fangirling and stuff. We're like, we go up to the CCM lady there and we're like, hey, is Matt Duchesne there? And she's like, yeah, why? <laughs> and I'm like, we're just, we're just, we're just fanboying. We want to say hi, take a picture. So he's like, well, I can't let you guys in the room, but I can tell you that he's about to wrap up and then you guys can bump into him in the hallway. <laughs> and so, so, um, he was he was doing a photo shoot where he was playing his guitar in the dressing room because he's a country guy. And it was his first time wearing all his Nashville gear for the CCM photo shoot. A lot of these guys, when they're free agents assigned somewhere, the CCM photo shoot is the first time they're wearing their team's colors. And so he comes out, all, he, you know, all his guys there, all the CCM guys are carrying his hockey gear, his guitar and stuff like that. So you can walk back to his big truck out front. <laughs> and uh, we just stopped and we're like, hey, man, like we're huge fans of yours. It'd be... It'd be It'd be nice to meet, like, and, he, and like, he's the one that prompted the picture. He's like, "Oh man, like, thank you guys so much." And then he's like, "Hey, do you, do you guys want a picture or something?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure." <laughs> <laughs> man, that's wicked. I, yeah, because yeah. I, it, it's good. Like, I think a lot of players get their reputation, reputations, uh, you know, tarnished because there's all the things that go on. You know, I think in Toronto, I think the biggest one. Um, besides William Nylander has to be Mitch Marner mm-hmm. and you know, going through the contract dispute, uh, Darren Drigger saying he's asking for $13 million. Um, then Darren Ferris coming out. And I think it started with, uh, with his dad or his agent coming out after Matthew signed oh, his Marner. deal. <laughs> and, and you know, it's good to hear that players aren't what people make them out, mm-hmm. make them out to see. So it's yeah, crazy. I want I want to track Mitch Marner. Apparently, he moved up the street for me, so I'm I'm gonna try and track him. Nikita Zaitsev used to be my neighbor. And really? Yeah, wow. I know it was. I, I would walk by his big house, and I'd just be like, "Oh, hey, thanks for the turnover last night." <laughs> <laughs> oh, too many turnovers. You walk in my dog and be like, "Yeah, do your business here. Go." <laughs> no offense to Zaitsev. Oh man. Oh, God damn, Mike, you have made the show very interesting. <laughs> Seriously, man. Oh, man. Um, I was happy to be here. 
Hey, no, trust me. We are so happy for you to be here, Mike. Seriously. Like, I'll, I'll tell you guys and the listeners, like, through the DMs on, on the Twitter and that, I could tell how excited Mike was to come on the show. And honestly, it just made me so much more excited for the show. Like, what? we're always happy to do it, right? But when you've got – when you've got like another voice on and someone who just loves the game clearly as much as like like you can see this the smile on your face about <laughs> the various and that you know that's the stuff we love we're all you know hardcore fans of the sport and that so it, it's really awesome man um but we just obviously talked about stuff like return to play sportsnet will have a new voice or hockey night in canada specifically will have a returning voice chris cuthbert's coming back boys and let me ask you this mike are you one of those Leafs fans who are thinking that Jim Houston is now out of a job? I, I, I don't. I really hope not, man. I love Jim Houston. So, but then Cuthbert's a legend, right? But yeah. I just, I hope there's a way that Houston isn't getting cut here because I, I, I love hearing that guy. He, he's on. He's great. He's mm-hmm. not really like you talked about one of those TV voices Houston has. Mm-hmm. But like I, I've never now that I've got some more Leafs fans. Of course, Alex and Daniel are Leafs fans as well. Even though Daniel's really a Ducks fan, nice. but he's <laughs> so like, I want to get another thing on this. Why, Mike, do Leafs fans dislike Jim Houston so? Because first of all, you can't talk about him being a Canucks fan. Like, stop it. I think that's their reasoning, though. He's a Western boy for all his. Uh, yeah, like in the '80s. Yeah, he was like all for like Western hockey, right? But you, you got to think, right, when I hear, like, people say, I don't like Jim Houston because he's going against the Leafs. We should bring back Joe Bowen. Well, guys, that's the, that's the, that, those are two sides of the same – right. that is the same side of the same coin there. Well, if you ask a Bruins fan, they'll say, hey, throw Jack Edwards on the national broadcast. Oh, speaking of Jack Edwards, he's a nice guy. <laughs> oh. Another oh, guy got to meet. I'm sorry. I met him. I'm sorry. I had to bring up the story because he's, I'm not even going to lie. He's a cool guy. I got to meet him last year. Um, I went to the cup final game six in St. Louis and uh, coincidentally a year ago in two days, I'm going to be very sad to think about that. But um, I went to, so I was in the hotel at St. Louis and it's coincidentally the same hotel that the, um, that uh, all the media was staying at. Like they had like uh, a sign out front for like the NHL media, like, Hey, bus comes here for all this like bus time here. And then take you to Scott trade center or enterprise center. Sorry. But um, yeah. So all of a sudden I just see this guy just talking to some people and I'm like, that's Jack Edwards. So I went up to him. I took a picture with him. He's a, he's a really cool guy. It's cause obviously like the NHL network, they take over the, the finals and I think the conference finals too. So he wasn't, he wasn't calling those like he was for uh, cause like NBC obviously gets um, for the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. So he was just there as a fan and I'm like, wow, this, this is pretty cool. He was a really nice guy. He was a, uh, he's like, Oh yeah. You know, I told him at least he's like, Oh yeah. You know, it's fun calling their losses every year. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> well, you got to take on the chin, little Jack. Eh? Uh, hey, great this job because you hate him. Uh, that's exactly what you wanted to. Oh Maybe though, not talk about how someone deserves to get hurt. Was that Roman Polak? He did that too. That was terrible. When that he was, said the karma thing. I think he was on. He was on Thirty One Thoughts. It was this year, or last year, the podcast, of course. And I think he he said in that like there's there have been some times where the Bruins have come to him and said, Hey, can you just just chill. chill it down a bit. Can we not be like, suck it? Where's your? What was the joke you made? Like, 
where's your college degree now or something no the best is or he he, like you could see like there's literally videos on youtube just dedicated to jack edwards bias to the bruins because there's one like there's a video like where where um chara is fighting i don't know it's a small guy i forgot what player maybe henrique or something and 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 he's just going at him like Chara's like huge right and he's like oh and he's curling up in a ball <laughs> mommy call cry for mommy and then and then a couple of days later bergeron gets jumped and he's like look at that just uh, john scott maybe jumped him. he's like look at that a jump can't even uh, fight a guy your own size and i'm like wait what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? That doesn't matter. That's all right. Um, okay, I guess we'll we'll finish off the power hour, which really has felt like an hour. Um, <laughs> just a quick thought, everyone. Um, for all the layoffs at the athletic, I believe it was around forty people plus. Among those, um, like one I want to mention is Mark Dumont. Uh, probably one of my favorite Habs guys. There's a lot of video stuff with his, mm-hmm. his writings too, uh, especially with the little Val Rocket. Um, it, what really sucks is. All of us know, as people who want to get into sports media, it's not a large industry. It was shrinking as is, and even with the pandemic, mm-hmm. it, the athletic before everything was actually a platform that was growing. And um, it just it sucks like everything else that's been going around with the pandemic and the whole stuff with George Floyd, which is a subject for another day. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just it, it really hurts to see that this kind of stuff is happening at the athletic, especially it's just the worst time for this to happen. Side question for you guys, since we're all in, in Jern here, did you guys go to the Ria? I think Adam, I, sh- I know for sure you were there, but Alex and Daniel, were you guys at the, uh, the panel for like, where like Jesse Pollock was there. Um, uh, who else when was, was that? there? This is early in the year. It was like in November, December. And like, they were holding a sports media thing for all like all the FCAD students could sign up. So you had to meet like Jesse Pollock. Um, I'm blanking on so many people, but one of the guys from the athletic, I think one of their editors was there. Uh, right. No, Fitzgerald, Sean uh, Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a cool guy. So I wonder what, like what a guy like, like in, he was telling us, you know, the, the athletic is, is growing and, and you know how they're, they're, they're growing as a platform and it's just, it sucks to see how it's getting scraped down because of times like these, it's tough, right? Yeah. And they just, they, I think earlier this year or late last year, they just jumped overseas. Uh, yeah. England and they started doing uh, soccer. I know they did. I know they do premier league. I don't know if they're doing anything else. So, but that sucks. Mm-hmm. They, uh, yeah. They had like a premier coach come in, right. And start writing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot who, but I heard that. Yeah, man. Um, but they will see Sorry, Daniel? Tough to see. Like. Yeah. Man, um, but we, what we'll do here is um, we'll go to the main event of the evening here. And um, the main reason we really got Mike on the show today. Actually, quickly, I don't want to forget about doing this. Um, Mike, you have your own podcast. I believe you also write for the eye opener, do you not? I am. I do write for the eye. So how about just you take a few minutes, you know, tell us, you know, the stuff you do, what people can check out. Um, I really want to promote you here, uh, Mike. Cause thanks buddy. Um, well, do you, I don't know if you guys, have, do, do any of you guys have, have done anything for the eye at all? No. So, okay. I do. Okay. So do you yeah. know LeBon then Daniel? Yes. Yeah. LeBon, he, he's my, he's our sports editor there this year. He's news editor this year in his masthead, but 
he he like honestly the team at the eye there's some great people um so and now our our own classmate will baldwin is now mm-hmm. their their sports editor you know yes. shout out my guy um so it's 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 honestly like this is my first year where i really started to to step out and try and get some some stuff to add to the portfolio and get some practice and the eye i started this year like covering games and stuff like that i, I kind of left rutv news I helped them out a bit because my buddy is their sports editor this year as well. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I got to do a couple of cool pieces this year. I covered a, a bunch of hockey games and playoff games. And I think the, the pieces I'm most proud of though, that I got to do um, was where I got to interview Steve Dangle <laughs> um, at his book signing that he had here. And he was, he was a seriously cool guy. He was so down to earth talking about everything Um and his story was it was really phenomenal, especially to hear it from his eyes, or from his, his his own mouth. And he was um he was a big fan of. I have a, a good friend Fedor Gordiev, who used to be a lease prospect. Oh yeah, he's a buddy. So he's a buddy of mine, and so I I kept Fedy was asleep or busy or something. I kept trying to Facetime because I'm like, dude, this Steve Dangle's like your biggest fan, <laughs> like. Um, he but he was in Guelph. I don't know if he was busy or something, but he just he didn't answer me. But um. And then I got to do a story on on David Ayers, um, uh, like all the people. Like I was at the game, I was just watching the Ryerson game with my dad. Um, and then Lebon hits me with the "Hey, uh, does anybody want to ask some people around the Mac what David Ayers is like?" So I did. It turns out, dude, did you guys know that David Ayers is literally like head of operations at the Mac? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea about that until I went around asking guys like. I asked, um, I forgot who I even talked about in the story, who I even asked in the story, but like there were some people who worked there, obviously some, some operations personnel and they're like, yeah, he's actually director of operations here. And I was like, whoa. I mean, okay. I bet he's a great, I bet he's a great guy. I heard but, he's an awesome guy. But <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't, you know, he, he was, uh, he was a goaltender. He, he, ruined- he ruined my evening, my, probably my weekend. Man. So, so. Ruined like a month for me after all the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most important thing, since you guys asked me about my stuff, obviously, you know, I have my podcast. And so I think it's just important that, you know, you got to keep things like, like, you know, I, I, I'm biased because I, I, I help out the eye and stuff like that. But like, you know, when it comes to student fees and, and opting out. And so like, I think like, for example, we're all journalists. We're all just trying to, to get, we all have the same end goal for the most part. And it's, it's important to, to keep, resources like the i uh RUTV news all the other places it's important to keep them alive because they're the ones that keep us informed whether it's on sports it's on you know the president apparently not wanting to lower our tuition for zoom university um, it's just it's, it's, it's important to to keep outlets like these alive and i'm very appreciative for for everything i've gotten to do whether it's start off my podcast originally at spirit live as a radio show to podcast now because of everything. And it's just, it's important to keep, to keep these things alive. And for, for, for people, especially if you want to make it like, like, especially people in churn, you know, you have so much, uh, so many resources available for you. So you should, it's, if you have something like that, then it's, it's best to, you know, obviously first year you're still figuring things out. So it's a little quieter. I didn't really do as much, but then this year's really like, you know, where you want to, take advantage of what you have offered to you. So I think that's my biggest advice for pretty much to anyone who's in the same situation as us. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well said there, Mike. Um, and you mentioned Will Baldwin. 
Um, he's a guy we, as I think he talked about, he, he's writing a new article. Um, and we really want to get mm-hmm. him on. A guy I got to know this year because he was in my lab with Cheryl in first semester. Really, mm-hmm. really nice guy. And, um, you know, just we'll get, the, we'll get the sappy stuff out the way before we get into the playoffs here because I know we're all itching to get there. But, um, you know, there, there are some guys that, you know, I know really, really well in this program. Um, you know, I kind of know Will. Um, Mike, I don't know you that well, but, you know, every time we've talked, it's always been really nice. And But, you know, I can tell, like, guys like you and Will who have done some really great stuff this year um, that you're guys that you can tell, like, I'm sure people who went to school with Kyle Picasso's could tell that he's going to go far. And, Mike, I am going to be very surprised if you do not go far. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when I had go, go steal Kyle's job. I'll, I'll do my best to when I had Ken Reed in uh, on my show, he, he said something pretty interesting. He's like, dude, you can tell right away when, when Kyle Pukoskis was interning at Sportsnet, he was apparently the most phenomenal intern they've ever seen. So like you could see it in people like that when they have that kind of drive and you know, you really hope for the best for, for those people. Like, you know, Will's a buddy of mine. He was in, he was in my lab too in, in second semester in feature writing and that oh, got that course, but um. Like, I'm sure you guys have had your headaches with that, <laughs> but oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean, there's countless of other people in our program, whether it's in sports, it's in other lifestyles uh, or, or politics and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a lot of people putting in the work and, and you really, you really hope for, for them to succeed, mm-hmm. especially because you want journalism students to make it further than sports media kids. I'm saying it now. It's time for, I'll say it again, the main event of the evening. We got to get like a, a bell going there. Um, or we just let's, yell a point to carry. For the like, let's, get, let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Da, 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 da. Anyway, guys, um, I'll just quickly mention some, we've got actually some updates to the playoff format. We know that after every round, there will be reseeding. Um, all four of the normal playoff rounds will be best of seven. The play-in, best of five. We're still waiting for official confirmation when it comes to the top four teams in each um, conference and, you know, who's going to be what seed there, even though we all know it. You just get Boston number one. I don't care about the rest. But, of course, those teams for each conference, we have St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas in the west, and in the east, Boston, Tampa, Washington, and Philly, which um, I know you Surprising. mentioned your show. Your show uh, Mike, but yeah, I've, I've like, oh, for years I've been like, what are Philly? And then they've somehow put it together. Um, I'm going to ask you guys one question before we get into the, uh, into the uh, whole playoffs, uh, like the matchups for all you guys. What do you guys think of like the, the available hub city situation so far? I'm sure you guys probably must have t- touched about it before, but I want to see your take. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah, I said, um, I said I can't see a way that a Canadian city ends up being a hub simply because of yeah. the 14 days. And, and this is nothing against Trudeau. It's just a fact. Um, it, it doesn't seem like he's going to budge with this whole 14 days. And I think there's just a whole list of problems uh, starting with, you know, the, the training camps are happening in each city, right? So Florida is <clears throat> going to uh, do their training camp in Florida. Arizona is going to do in Arizona, but then they come, let's say it's in Toronto. They come to Toronto and now have to wait 14 days. That's so all the work is gone. <laughs> right. So it doesn't make sense. I think, I mean, we'll see what happens in Vegas. I saw a video yesterday. Uh, the casinos opened yesterday and it was just flooded with people. So I, I guess that they're going to definitely monitor that situation. I could see Vegas being one of them. And mm-hmm. if I'm picking a team, if I'm picking a place in the East, if, the, if that's the route they want to go, maybe a smaller city um, that, that can fit them. 
<laughs> because I think it was about 600 uh, league, uh, 600 team personnel in total. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder because like, obviously I'm counting out the Canadian teams. I, I really don't think there's a way they do it. But then you also have like Chicago. I mean, right. obviously we're not going to, obviously can't not really feeling getting into it with everything that's going on in the world. But even just the population in Chicago, it's just I feel like that's a city that I I would rule it out as well. And I think we were talking about look uh, a few or whenever it came out, we said Pittsburgh uh, seemed like an option, Columbus, mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, Minneapolis. Is that yeah. was that one of them? Yeah, I don't think Paul? that was what we're thinking about just, right now. That, yeah, that was yeah, I'm with Daniel on that one. <laughs> that. I mean, yeah, yeah. That it, I don't see it happening there now, but it's just I think it's better to do it in a smaller city. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Vegas is your best option because you can literally. I mean, you look at what the UFC is doing. Uh, they did it in Florida, and then now they're doing it in Vegas. Is they're just throwing everyone in one hotel? It's perfect because the hotel's across the street from the rink. Right. So <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense. And now it's a matter of monitoring six hundred people. Um, that that's a different challenge mm-hmm. the NHL has to cross, but I think Vegas is a suitable one. I don't. Maybe Los Angeles, if you. But do you want to have two teams, two hub cities in the West? Probably no, not. No. But I, I think, think it'd be interesting to see. Like it sounded like from day one. Um, I think Friedman was the first one to kind of point it out that Vegas <clears> was. <throat> if anything, if any team was going to be a lock, it would probably be Las Vegas. And it sucks that Edmonton is in Canada because the Rogers Center is just so – it's just been so souped up. <laughs> Apparently, it's, it was voted like the best visiting ring too. And there's, you know, mm, I saw that too because it's so yeah. new, right? Rogers Place, is, it looks wicked. Mm-hmm. The WHL team that gets to play out of there, lucky you guys. Yeah. Hey, again, again um, Quebec City, the Videotron Center. It's that, is that is true. That is true. It's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Quebec's – Bit of a problem, but like if, if there was a second city I'd put my money on, uh, I'd say Pittsburgh too, because apparently they're insist on having another team in the East. And then like Pittsburgh isn't a massive city. Um, what about mm. you, Daniel? Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, talk about it before. I think James O'Brien from NHL.com mentioned that too. Like, I mean, like he kind of revised it. Minute, like no to Minneapolis, um, Vegas probably like the most viable option with the hotels. And I like that idea that we kept like Pittsburgh. That's a bit low key, but it's still considered like a hockey city in some sense to it. I'm excited for that. I, I, I especially yeah. like, especially because like you already have two teams that are in the the Philadelphia or the Pennsylvania, um, in the Pennsylvania state. I think, I mean, who knows, right? But I think those are some two viable options for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well now. Third time I'm saying it. <laughs> event of the evening, guys. Ding ding. Let's get ready to rumble. Before before we sorry, I, I just I have I have to ask I have to ask Mike. Sorry. Um, you know, I think the NHL gets a lot of uh crap. A lot. Like especially Gary Bettman. And um what do you think of the the plan that they construct constructed? Uh the twenty fourteen playoff specifically. I like it. Honestly, I mean, I know Gary gets a lot of uh, a lot of flack, and honestly, I'm I like Gary Bettman for everything he's done. For yeah. some, obviously, you have some failed experiments in Arizona, 
but then you have some some wicked experiments that turned out like Vegas, and um, and you know he's done a really good job at growing the game. If he can, if he can, not if he can cancel that lockout, like if it doesn't happen, if he can avoid it, best commissioner to ever, to ever like I think ever. Now going on to how he's handled the situation, I think it's it's gone well. I think I mean there's especially in the in the sense that you couldn't just can um and just you know whoever team whatever team's in now like you get it now like that's it you know whatever team was in if you weren't if you missed the playoffs by a hair which is like a lot of the western conference a lot of the pacific division right right that's that's not right um and you know what i hate to say it i have a lot of family in new york i was born there um i i I was so fed up for being a leafs fan for a while that you tend to, to to follow another team Rangers, man, and I—they were starting to make a huge push towards the end, and then the season got canceled. And you know, honestly, I really think they could have challenged for a wild card spot. And so, I think it's unfortunate that teams like Buffalo don't get in. Sorry, Jack, suicide watch. But um, I think you know, it's it's a good format. It's not like you know, one to thirty. That would have been a little too much. Um, I just maybe I don't like how the draft is going to happen. Yeah, the draft lottery is going to happen like that before the season. That's not really a fan of that. But um, other than that, I think the way they've handled it, the way they've laid out a plan, the way they've managed to lay out this plan is it's great um, that they did it before basketball and and, and everything else is it's beyond me. So so kudos to them. I I do think I, I do approve of almost everything that um that that the NHL has been doing. Just maybe not the draft. <laughs> yeah, there was a. There was issues with the draft, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the lottery. I think they they managed to manage to fix a problem that I had the biggest issue with, which was how do you deal with the conditions? That is true. Right? And I and I that's what I give them a lot of praise for because I think that was going going forward. That was gonna be one of the biggest one of the biggest issues and saying, Yeah, you know what, just go deal with it. The NHL I think the first the first time we heard about it was like the NHL is gonna come up with the uh with a proposal. You either accept it or you have to figure it out by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's not that's not definitely not gonna work. But for them to come and say the playing rounds not the playoffs, uh this is the draft lottery here are the conditions, and that's it. And 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 they did it. They did it right. I think they did a really good job. And another thing too, um, you know, there's expiring contracts on June 30th, and these guys, you know, that's it. They're they're off the hook, and the NHL is working with the United States government to to keep them employed so that they can you know extend that contract. And people often forget. I read that the only reason I completely even remember that was because I read on the Athletic. But these guys aren't going to have travel visas, work visas. To, unless and if they're a free, if they're a pending free agent, right? Because their contracts up, up in the air. But right. now you know, like now I don't have to worry about you. You and I don't have to worry about Tyson Berry not being there for the playoffs because nice. you know they managed to extend his 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 visa in in terms of that sense. And I think that's that's very good. You know, they got to work with the government. I, I had I didn't think there'd be an issue at all with them being able to do it. But the fact you know that they're they're really trying to to make it happen. You gotta respect it. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Alex. Four times the charm. There. Alex, anything to say? No. Daniel, anything to say? I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> One last thing to say, actually. Wait, did he? No, no. Uh, my buddy Akil, I think he played with them. No, no, he didn't. Never mind. This is last year's team. The last year's World Junior team that 
the not good team. Um, you, you got to do it like their captain Comtois did before before every game. This is the main event. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now it's time. I know what it's like to be out a mile now. Huh. <laughs> All right. Let's get ready. It's our time, boys. Here we go, boys. There you go. There you go. You ever hear Josh George's just like pregame ramble? He's like, "All right, boys. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go." Um, no, the best is Kevin Hayes. What's Kevin Hayes's? Well, Kevin Hayes is just, he's just the funniest guy ever. So him, like the way he goes, he, he just calls out everybody's name. He's like, Frosty, Moose, uh, Frosty, Ghost Bear. Like he's just going, he's just giving everybody, like he's just reciting everybody's name and he's getting so hyped. And he's like, <laughs> and then he does the Boston accent because he's from Massachusetts for, for Carter. He's like, all right, all right, let's go. Kind of hot, kind of hot, kind of hot. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love this guy. I used to be a ref. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah. I'm hiding here. I saw right. it. I'm going to try to help you. I've, I'm, okay, we'll, we'll try a little something here. All right, Mike. Oh, that was terrible. No, that sounds kind of weird. Mike. No. How's it going, Mike? We're going to go here now. We're going to talk about some playoffs, eh? Boston Bruins, first off. All right. Um, yeah, sorry. Do we want to start in the East? Do we want to start in the West? What are you guys thinking here? Just All right. do it. <laughs> do it. Let's get the West out the way because let's be honest, we, we're Eastern bias here. Okay, yeah. we'll start off with a series that uh, there's one in the East that's pretty dull, but I'm getting a really it's very difficult for me to get excited about Nashville, Arizona because I like both teams have been such disappointments to me this year. So Daniel, I, I see. Let's go through you know elements of the series and we'll finish off talking about that series with our predictions. Daniel, how do you see a series like this going far? I'm sorry, going like, you know, does Taylor Hall show up for the Yotes? What are we thinking here? I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of 2-1 games, to be honest. Like, <laughs> both teams kind of disappointed offensively this year. Um, a lot of guys kind of have to show that they're kind of worth their money. Like, you know, as much as we talked about Matthew Shane being a nice guy, you know, he had a bad season. <laughs> um, you know, we have, like, you know, like Philip Forsberg kind of not really doing – too well, Cal Turris, and on the other end, you know, Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel have to really show up. So I think this goes to like six or seven, but a lot of two one games. But I'll give the edge to Nashville. Nashville? No, yes. Um, all right, Mike, <laughs> how big of a factor is Darcy Kemper going to be in this series? Enormous. I think he Honestly, him and Hellebuck were right up there in Vesna conversation. And I think Kemper is, he, he, on top of, you know, obviously there's a lot of factors on top of the Yotes waking up offensively other than Connor Garland. Um, Kemper's huge. Kemper's like, he's like, we're going to get into it later, obviously, but he's like the price of this series. If he can stand on his head, I think that's the biggest because Pecorine is not Pecorine anymore. No, like that we used to no, see. And so I think, I think this is, this is the time for Darcy Kemper to rise to this occasion and he can really stand on his head and steal this series. I think for sure that that's, I think he's, he's hugely important to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Alex, I'll ask you a different kind of uh, thing here. How important is it for Nashville's forward group? 
to finally step up and do something. Yeah, it's extremely – I think both – it's not just Nashville. I think it, it goes both ways. Uh, I think you look at who Nashville have. Uh, you, you look at Phil Forsberg, uh, Duchesne, Johansson, Arvidsson, even – I mean, even Kyle Turris, right? Like I know, you know, you signed that six-year deal and then our $6 million deal and then literally in year one, it's just an absolute nightmare. And even going forward – it hasn't gone. It's it's really not gone as planned. Uh, they've been trying to find that <clears throat> center, and it just hasn't worked. And then they yeah. finally get Matt Duchesne, and it still hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. So they really do have to put because if Darcy Kemper plays like Darcy Kemper has been this year and even last year, it's going to be incredibly incredibly tough for them to score. And I think that's a major factor because, I mean, Yossi, like, led the team in scoring this year. Like, it's not even their offense that people were talking about. People were talking yeah. about Roman Yossi, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Ellis, uh, Matthias Ekholm, and Dante Fabro. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the, those were the four guys everyone has been talking All the good things have been going to those four guys. Mm-hmm. So. You, you think about back when PK was um, was a predator, especially that, I think it was his second year when they were so dominant. Of course, in Ellis Ekholm, the guys you've mentioned, but back then you had Philip Forsberg really, you know, shining as a star in Nashville. Um, but I think we're all forgetting about the real, you know, factor of this series. Phil Kessel, my boy Craig Smith, <laughs> no, my boy Craig no, Smith, my favorite Craig of the Smith. show. Yes, stop with I, Craig Smith. I, I don't know why, Mike, but I. What? Like he's gotten some. He got like a gross playoff overtime goal once. But like Craig Smith, man. Like you don't need to name Craig. Wasn't it? Wasn't it because you always got him in NHL and GM mode, and he always just consistently put up goals? Was that it, or was that a different guy? He was. Here's what (laughs) he can play center. He can play. He can play wing. Oh, he's good for, you know, 20 goals. And, yeah, like, anytime in GM mode, I see Craig Smith there. Oh, my gosh. Um, but you know, I agree with a lot of you guys. Like, I, I think I've been very clear that my disappointment of the year has been Nashville. And I think there is a part of me that's always had a large expectation for them because of when PK got dealt. I've always wanted to succeed. Now he's if I can better. put a two cents um, in that as well, I think you're really looking at the same thing with Arizona. Like, yeah. outside of um, – like I said, Connor Garland, they've had a disappointing year for their forwards. Like, I mean, and I'm going to put this as a hot take too. Phil Kessel is my favorite leaf of all time. Mm-hmm. As much as Austin Matthews is my favorite player, Phil Kessel is my favorite leaf of all time. <laughs> but he's, he has had a, you know, he's had a down year as well. Taylor Hall, honestly, it looked like the team got worse when they got him. Yeah. Like, but those guys got to wake up, especially, um, you know, Taylor Hall, if he wants to get ready for his free agency and, um, like I think it's a real big case of, um, but I still think forwards they're better. So I think it's a it's a game of their forwards plus their their goalie against Nashville's D. It's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say something just slipped my mind. Um, God dang it. Um, oh yes, uh, another player who I think really needs to step up when it comes to Arizona, Clayton Keller. Signed that big oh deal. Oh my god, yeah. He he's he's so disappointing, man. Remember his rookie season for like the first two months of the season, he was fire and straight that and since then it's just been kind of flatlining. Like his <laughs> hands his hands are yucky. 
like filthy like like i've never like this guy like you can see the way these guys like arizona likes because they got like some some strong guys on d they really like that that um d to d motion and then they fire it over to the side to keller who can get a quick shot off and and also honestly i i have not seen as many players that can cycle that puck as well as clayton keller so i Mm -hmm. think from from a technical standpoint he's doing it he's just he just he can't finish and that's mm-hmm. why it's been it's been tough this year, and he needs to be able to finish if Arizona w- wants to to move to the second round or yeah. to the playoffs. Sorry, to the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. You mentioned you know quick, great hands, and I'm just thinking of his teammate Michael Grabner. <laughs> oh, I miss Grabner. Man, one one uh, one last thing on Arizona and, and thing I want to bring up there is um um one other factor that we got to think of Arizona besides just Darcy Kemper. Everyone else will be healthy, which never isn't it that the story of Arizona for the past decade always hurt, never scored. That's the reason they missed the playoffs last year, I think, because they they just lost so many man games. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So final, just a little uh, thing to move on here, because we do have, uh, we, we do have about seven other series. To <laughs> um. But okay, Daniel, you said you're on Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I jumped the gun on that. Uh, I'm gonna throw my hat in with Arizona. They're also my team. That you know, every year you're like. It's finally this team's year. I'm hardcore in Arizona. Um, is it fair to say Mike and Alex are going the Yotes as well? Or uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going. Right. I'm going Zona. All right, just um, you can't you can't can't get past those Kachina jerseys. No, shout because they're bringing them for the whole playoffs, aren't they? Yeah, every home game they're wearing Kachina jerseys. Man, fan service done right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but hey, Daniel, you'll be looking for the underdog there, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll move on to a series that. I'm actually I, I'm a bit out of order. I was gonna go Vancouver, but I really want to talk about Edmonton, Chicago, because a lot of people talk about that. You know what, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, but on this show, me and Alex have very much been, yeah. But what else? Meanwhile, at least like Edmonton added some decent. You know, Tyler Ennis is fine. Andreas Athanasiu, and again, um, the season was cut short, and Drysaddle still had 100 points. And by the way, he's not even the best player on this team. I think think Edmonton's winning this no problem. Mike, what do you think? You know, honestly, um, a guy I got to get familiar with at the score, uh, he's a a really good guy also in person. I don't know if you guys have ever read uh, John Mattis' stuff, but he wrote, um, you know, the five series here that have the possibility for the biggest upset. And, you know, I think Edmonton has, is obviously, you know, they're not the underdog in this Chicago is, and they can pull it off. I, I really feel, but I, you know, just like you said, it's, it's the Patrick Kane show. Who else is there? Like Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Corey Crawford's not Corey Crawford anymore. Where's Robin Leonard? He's gone. He, he could have been the goalie this series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like holes in the rest of it. Like Brendan Sod's not Brendan Sod anymore. Like they're, they're really trying to go with, with the, and, Honestly, I think this is good for them, but I don't even like Seabrook isn't back for the playoffs. He's beast, like he's a robot man with everything that's just had to happen to his body. Duncan Keith, like I think, like it's just, it's just on paper. I don't think it's it's leaning. I think they they have the experience. They know the physicality aspect of the playoffs. They know how to play in the playoffs, how to train, how to sleep. But it's it's different. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily their experience and their old boys club can, can, can jump in the, 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 the have not pretty heavily favored guy. I'd like to say, um, 
in uh, in Edmonton with McDavid and Drysaddle. They just they got you just got to learn how to be physical with those two because if, if you're physical, even though Drysaddle is a brick man, like Kachuk couldn't even knock him over. But if you have like those two, if you can you got to isolate them because I don't think they're scoring much without without those two. It's their show, right? Yeah, I, I bet uh, Bowman really wishes he had uh, Panarin right now. Oh wow. my gosh. Is that where we're going? Oh, no. Uh, Panera Bread. Panera Bread. <laughs> of New York. The Bread Man. I mean, you look, at, uh, you look at what McDavid did to Riley this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what is he going to do to um, Keith, Slater, Cuckoo, Murphy, and Oli Mata? <laughs> He's just going to run right through them, like, for fun. The only person that I don't think can like that he would embarrass is Duncan Keith. I think Duncan yeah. Keith is the only one that could stand on his feet against McDavid because Duncan Keith can also hit. Right. That's very true. Duncan Keith, he, he's taken people's buckets off before with hits. So I think, yeah. and here's an interesting matchup that I read because you have your, you know, the score again, one of John's uh, colleagues, Matt Teague wrote this, um, the biggest player matchups. And so, you know, Here's a very unique one that I read. It's a little different. I was I kind of read this and I'm like, what? But the number one defenseman on Edmonton that's going to be taking on Patrick Kane is Oscar Clefbaum. So like that was a big matchup that they had. Uh, apparently, they can write a whole segment about how is a big man like Oscar Clefbaum going to shut down Patrick Kane, who literally spins around people. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, looking at Edmonton this year, I, I think they took a step forward especially their decor right like i think we looked at their decor and everyone looked at adam larson and said hey you just traded taylor hall and <laughs> got only adam larson um and, and you look at ethan bear is it you know what is he it seems like he's been really good what is he going to be next year and then you look at darnell nurse and, and like that guy everyone had the highest expectations from maybe he's oh, not yeah. going to hit those expectations, but he's still a, a pretty good defenseman. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think it's a matter of if Patrick Kane, he's a really good player. Patrick, like Adams, Adam said last episode or a couple episodes ago that he's one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. For sure. And he's right. So he's we'll see. Arguably top three, if you really want. I think if there was like top five forwards, at least you can argue. It's obviously Sid. You got Crosby. You sorry, same person. You got Sid. You got Connor. You got Alex Ovechkin, Patrick Kane, and my boy Nathan McKinnon. And you guys can't forget also when it comes to this matchup. None of these two really have goaltending. That is very yes. true, man. I, well, also, um, sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, I was to say you know Edmonton uh, at the beginning of the season. I was so hard on Edmonton. Maybe it's because all Edmonton fans are just absolute assholes <laughs> to the Leafs. But I mean, that's fine. Everyone is. That's yeah. Fluji over here is a Hobbs fan. How do you think he feels? You know, he gives me a hard time, but I can deal with him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, our, our thing is kind of poking each other too. We, yeah. Uh, um, chagrin. <laughs> but you know, I think Koskin and while that deal looks, at, uh, that <laughs> just uh, doesn't help when you fire the GM who signed it to him like two days later. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> But uh, he kind of proved a lot of people wrong this year, but can he do it in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And I think then that's the biggest question because uh, Mike Smith is not your answer. Daniel, <laughs> this is kind of weird. We're talking about matchups. 
And I've been thinking about this over the past few days um, because one of the more, you know, we talked about Arizona and disappointment earlier. Uh, Dylan Strome. Why is there a part of me that thinks Dylan Strome, Daniel, is going to step up against his former teammate in Erie, Connor McDavid? One of my things. I don't know. Like, I, I think so. I, th- I like Dylan Strome a lot. Like, um, I wasn't even thinking of him, to be honest. I was thinking about Alex the brink out. We didn't really bring him up. He had had a disappointing season compared to last season, but I think he can still be a factor. That's right. Uh, Dylan Strom, I, I, I don't know. I still have so much hope for him as well. Mm-hmm. You Another know, guy? junior captain. That's true. Another guy on Chicago. See, there. What I, what I've noticed the more and more we talk about Chicago is, yeah, we talk about the older guard, but they've got some young players. You know, I'm thinking, and they've all, they're kind of all reclamation projects. If you think about it, Drummer, um, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Alex Nylander is another one, right? Um, the better I, Nylander. <laughs> like the other one who was, he finally stayed healthy this year, guys. I wonder if those guys, how much of a series this really turns into, if those guys can really step up and prove themselves as real, you know, core players for Chicago's future. Well, other than Strom, they haven't really, like, Nylander didn't do much at all this year. It's really just been Debrinket and, and Strom who've taken strides. And I'm happy for Dylan Strom because he, he had a tough soak in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think he's going to play with some extra fire that he's playing. You know, they're all like best friends on the team. You have McDavid who's like best buddies with Strom and then McDavid made it to the big time. Well, Strom had to play another year. So then he became best buddies with his teammate Alex Debrinket. And how is this eerie reunion going to pan out? I'm mm-hmm. very excited to see that mini. Like, like, what if you see them in the corner? Stromer's gonna come in, <laughs> give a couple shoves to to his his old captain's back. I'm excited to see that. See how that goes because playoffs tempers player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who we forgot about? Dominic uh, Kubalik. Yes. <laughs> Thirty goals this year. Thank you, Daniel. He scored one of the gross, like one of the luckiest goals ever against the Leaves. I think my opinion's changing a bit more about this. I still think Edmonton are going to win. But, yeah, Cooper Lake, decent player. DeBrincat gets his scoring touchback. But, yeah, it's going to be a shootout nonetheless. Fun series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine if they have Robin Leonard. This whole first round is just going to be so fun. And, by the way, I think it's fair to say goaltenders are very much going to have an advantage here because, like, None of these, how many of these players are really going to have their legs under them? How many of them are really going to be, you know? Matthews, how much is he really getting done in Arizona with Frederick Anderson right now, you know? Um, but um, we'll talk about the Leafs a little later. I'm sure that's going to be a heated debate. Same with Montreal and that. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about when it comes to Edmonton, Chicago, or should we go to the predictions specifically now? Uh, no, I think we summed it up pretty well. I wonder if Corey Crawford even has legs. Yeah. Well, they can Uh-oh. use Malcolm Subban. That's no issues. Malcolm Subban, <laughs> man. Stop oh, my zero. God. I feel so bad for him, man. Uh, Malcolm Subban, what a guy. Um, so, Mike, who's winning? Edmonton, Chicago? I want Chicago to win, but I'm putting my money on Edmonton. I like it. Daniel? I feel the same way. Um, I want Chicago to win, and I want them to kind of get it to six, but I, like maybe they will, but I think I have to go to Edmonton. Uh, Here's another thing for you guys, just before we keep going with your predictions. I, 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 I want Edmonton to win because there's no way in hell I want them to be in that draft lottery. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like, it'll be a nightmare if they're challenging for a top pick again. A nightmare. Mm-hmm. If, they, uh, if they get a top three pick, I'm, I'm jumping. I'm jumping. I'm done. I'm done with hockey. I'm done with hockey. <laughs> 
I always knew basketball was calling. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was another sport that was knocking on the door. Man, it's all right. Giannis is going to come in free agency and, and just it's going to they're going to overtake the Leafs. Facts. There you go. Um, and yeah, uh, Ed, Alex, who are you going to Ed, go? Ed Money Edmonton. or Chicago? Edmonton. Edmonton. I think we're going to go a clean sweeper and I'll go Edmonton. But yeah, yep. like you guys it'll be a fun one to look at. Um, we'll go and continue in in in, in our Canadian matchups here um, with the state of hockey, Minnesota versus the, the hometown lads of Vancouver Canucks. Um, guys, I really think this is a story of can Minnesota's defense contain the young stars of the Vancouver Canucks. And Mike, you started talking about Prince Charming Brock Besser. He'll be a guy who will be healthy coming back. Um, that'll be a big fact. So what do you think is going to happen between the um, Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks? Honestly, guys, because of the way Minnesota was selling at the deadline, they had no plans in being in the playoffs. So I think they're just like, oh, my God, we're here. Like, we're in the play-in round. What? So that's why I think they're, they're just like, they're going to try and they're going to be scrambling, right? Because they're, they're icing a roster that, you know, they've been in the limbo for how many years of just maybe make the playoffs or make the playoffs out in one or maybe two, mostly one round. Yeah. Um, but so that's why I think, like, you know, I don't think they were really preparing to, to go for a playoff run at all. So that's why they, they have no tools to go with it. I mean, sure, you got Kevin Fiala, um, Matt Dumba. You got some, some good players there and install and, and stuff like that. But you, you the young guns of Vancouver have just been so fun to watch. Elias Pettersson, literally dangle your pants off. This guy's yucky. Um, uh, you know, Quinn Huggy Bear Hughes, my take for Rookie of the Year. Um, Prince Charming, Brock Besser. These guys have the best nicknames. Uh, Jacob Markstrom's first go here. Like these, I really think like the giraffe and Tyler Myers, the overpaid giraffe. But like, I really think they are suited up to just. I think they they like. I'm just gonna go with my prediction here. I, I think they're gonna sweep Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Devin Dub Devin Dubnik is not the same Devin Dubnik he was before. I I really think like it's just kind of just a throw in around because like. Vancouver just they needed an opponent. I mean, they brought in like I think the biggest thing for Vancouver was bringing in Tyler Toffoli, right? I think that was oh yeah, thing, right? oh you know, yeah. You, you don't mm-hmm. have completely uh, forgot about him. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I think with Michael Furlan not coming back uh, for the rest of the year, I think bringing in Tyler Toffoli was the was the perfect thing. I know Adam was very critical of the trade because he doesn't <laughs> think Vancouver should. Well, he also just doesn't like Vancouver, but he didn't think Vancouver, it was Vancouver's year to push. But, you know, you don't know how long you have left with Markstrom. What uh, is, Are both Tanev and Markstrom going to leave in the offseason? And, and those are two pieces of, you, of the puzzle. And, and we know what uh, Jim Benning does in the offseason. He likes to bring in pieces, but they don't necessarily fit, it, fit his puzzle. Mm-hmm. Right, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, like uh, what, what difference makers, difference yeah. makers. Well, for the record, by the way, the reason I was mainly critical about Toffoli is because I was worried that you're probably not going to resign him. Right, you talk about Markstrom and, and Tanev, and and the July first. Maybe if you don't sign all those dumb deals, you wouldn't be as concerned about losing your goalie. That's just me. Here's um, my here's. I'm sorry. I just I like Tyler Toffoli as a player. Yeah. Um, but I'm such a big gear nut. Like 
with when it comes to hockey gear, I'm such a nut because I've been working in this industry for for how long in in hockey in in retail and in, in with hockey gear, and I'm a little bit spoiled. I only use top of the line stuff ever since my junior career ended. But oh my god, I hate Tyler Toffoli's Toffoli's bucket, the new Warrior helmet. <laughs> I just I can't stand watching Tyler Toffoli and then Drew Doughty play with this helmet. I, I just it's, it just makes me root against them. I'm sorry. I, I, they're great players. Tyler's a fully yeah. sick, but yeah. God, that bucket is just so ugly. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go from there. Um, Daniel, um, is there, is there any so- chance that the ghost of Miku Koibu can lead, <laughs> <laughs> can lead Minnesota to an upset? I think they can upset one game. I think it might be a sweep. Like they can't score, you know, we talked about in the summer Matt Zuccarello being their biggest acquisition. Yeah, the tug of a lizard. Yeah, like it's it's just like that group. It's like guys that you know they might kind of still bring it to a certain extent, but they're so streaky. You know, as a Rangers fan, I, I love as a as a as a part time Rangers guy. I I love Zuccarello, but he's not a huge difference maker here. He's getting in the tail end, especially with his body and how it's holding up. And yeah, you you summed it up perfectly there, Daniel. It was like the Matt Zuccarello signing was as confusing to me as the Robin Leonard signing. I was like, what is going it, on here? It made no sense. Because, because we all thought uh, Minnesota was finally going to start their rebuild, trade Jason Zucker. Like, why are they trying to retool? It doesn't it, – it does, they need to strip down, and I think they were going – I mean, they were going to do that. Uh, you know, obviously they trade Jason Zucker and then almost trading – Almost trading Zach Parise. That's to the, such an to albatross. The, that would have been so good for them. Oh, it would have been hilarious. I would have made so much fun of the Islanders. It wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't even feel bad. That was almost. A, that was almost. A, it was already a rough. Deadline. Honestly, what's worse to take the contract of Parise or the contract of? Actually, no, no, because Parise is just a monster with how long it is. But Andrew Ladd is not a big win either because you're burying that as well. They're just they're both tough soaks. I remember I was I had a midterm the day of the deadline, and man, um, it was tough because I saw the tweet from Sarah Valley saying yeah. that the trade almost happened or the, the works of it. Going into my exam, I was like, I can't write about Peter Pan, and I need to know what's going on. With we had world. we had our documentary class. Yeah, right after. Man, that's trade done. going into to class. See, I'll, t- Go I'll ahead. tell you. All right, sorry, buddy. I'll I'll take. I'll give you guys a good one. Um. That's you guys can't forget about this player because I broke this to Steve Dangle. I broke a trade to Steve Dangle <laughs> after 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 the whole after his book signing, and so he had just a point where he was just signing books and taking pictures of guys after yeah. he had like his whole his whole when we had when we his question and answer period was over. And I checked my phone. We were all we we're talking, hanging out. I got to meet all the bar the TSN bar down guys came over after, so I got to take take pictures of them. They're so they're so nice guys. I met Jesse a couple times, but I broke this trade. And that's my claim to fame here. I broke a trade to Steve Dangle. I looked at my phone and I'm like, "Hey, Steve, Pittsburgh traded Alex Galchenyuk." <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Yeah, oh there's not a career that has gone more downhill than Alex Galchenyuk. Man, I could see maybe he gets a little hot. No, I'm not even gonna try. No, stop! Don't try. No way. He he's, he scored one nice overtime playoff game, game winner for the Habs and then fizzled out. <laughs> the last series they won was back then, man. 
he ran the Hamburglar out of town. That was <laughs> yeah. the highlight of his career. And uh, where has the Hamburglar been since? He scored a goal on that guy. And Where is he? That's actually a good I question. think he's in Colorado's farm system. Awesome. He was part of the Dutchie, the Dutchie deal, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so he's. Yeah. I think he's in Colorado's farm team. So, by the way, we're all saying that Vancouver's winning, right? Correct. Yeah, I guess we can get back to what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, last series in the Western Conference, and it is an all-Canadian matchup. It's uh, Roger's dream. I like this one. I, you know what? If we couldn't get the Battle of, of Alberta, I'm happy. Constellation Prize. Yes. We get the Winnipeg Jets, who have all the firepower in the world, a Patrick Liney that has very tr- much tried to make his game more complete, and <laughs> probably the Vesna winner this year in Connor Moose. Moose. And, uh, yeah, they get to play the Calgary Flames, who have been described as Toronto West. Guys, um, I, no. I don't even know where to start. This is just going to be... And it's, I, I, I've been critical of Johnny Goudreau saying, like, he doesn't really show up in the playoffs. But, man, he hasn't shown up this year in general. That is very true. Him and Monaghan have been – what's the joke? That their face is on the side of Milk Carton saying, where's Johnny? Where's the, best, the best with uh, Johnny Goudreau is how deadline day he got off the ice for practice. And everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he comes back, he's like, he comes back, dude, I need to take a piss. Like <laughs> – they had Calgary had a weird year. They had not like on yes on the ice they had a weird down year, here for off, sure. Off the ice is just it has not been easy. Uh, first, Bill Peters, uh, <laughs> then, then which which was a long time. Then T.J. Brody um, uh, with with him at practice. It's just been like mentally they can it can't be. It, it couldn't have been good for them. And I, I think that maybe, you know, this two months off, two to three or what, however long we we've been off. I don't know how long it's been since we we stopped everything. I stopped counting. Seasons are changing. We've been yeah. in so long. <laughs> but, you know, that could be a good thing for them. Like, just absolutely clear your head. Uh, just stay, stay out of everything um, and come back better than you were before. And mm-hmm. hopefully that's the case, because if if Calgary's on their on their game, that will be a very good matchup, especially against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. So, well, Daniel, what what do you have got to say? I feel like you're you're a big fan of Winnipeg. They've got some World Junior alumni on there, <laughs> Nicky yeah. Luce, Patrick Liner. They're more determined. Like they have the team, they have the goalie. Um, kind of like came together as a team this year, especially with the, the way their defense has been in transition. Um. Yeah, I mean, like with Calgary, what I kind of feel like you know we talked about the guys that didn't really didn't show up, and then Elias Lindholm didn't. You know, he came back to earth this year. Yeah. In a way, um, you know, it's that kind of things like will he become the guy or will he not? Like Noah Hannafin, we've talked about. So, I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but I I don't know. It's just something with Calgary. It's like something not to the extent the Wild are like. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're scrambling or anything, but it just kind of like they don't have like an identity. I find they're mm-hmm. like this is what we're gonna ride with. Mm-hmm. Mike, if there's anything that's gonna go against Winnipeg, it's that defensive core that is Josh Morrissey, oh, a career year Neil Pionk, and and the man who basically Paul Maurice called a porn star of defense. <laughs> what I mean, what what what? Well, how's this gonna go? Because I can see Winnipeg winning it, but at the same time, that back end can be. 
Dylan Tabell is your, your best stalwart. To, to say they have holes in their defense is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, like the honestly, you guys can't forget the biggest thing I think of this series. I, I genuinely believe this is going to be the most physical series. Like, this is going to be absurdly physical. These two teams are both Canadian. It's not the Battle of Alberta physicality. Like you said, Constellation Prize is still happy with it. But these guys are not going to like each other out there. And I think they're going to knock some heads. Um, and I think overall, I think the advantage goes to, to Winnipeg here. Winnipeg's got some more... I'm going to say this. I think the X factor, and I know he can do it. I think the X factor for for Calgary to 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 beat like to really trump um, Winnipeg's Patty Line, Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers. I think, you know, you got Sean Monahan, Sam Bennett, um, all those guys, but you also have the perfect playoff guy, I think, in Matt Kachuk. Mm-hmm. And he is, if, if he's doing what he's doing, if he's, you know, rolling guys over, um, if he's getting in their faces, being physical, getting dirty. And I, I think he's the biggest X factor for Calgary here for mm-hmm. sure. I'm, I'm not going to lie, Mike. I thought you were about to pull a magic trick and say Milan Lucic. I thought you were about to say Milan Lucic. Milan Lucic, the guy who honestly, looking at him on the ice, I genuinely feel like I can skate as fast. I'm sorry. I'm not an NHL player, but this guy is a wagon. Like at least Ryan Reeves can can kind of like can like has a stride. When I watch Milan Lucic, his stride looks like he's like he's still like in in minor hockey. It's the weirdest stride I've ever seen. But regardless, I mean it's perfect for him. It's playoffs. He's not going to play unless and in the few minutes he does get, just his job to just sucker punch a guy. Right? right. Is Matt Hendricks still in Winnipeg? Because I know he went back. I think last year at the deadline. Because if not, then. Um, and also, I think it's something um, that I don't think we, we haven't really talked about because we didn't really get to see it in action. Uh, Calgary brought in a few defensemen, you know, Eric Gustafson, mm-hmm. um, most notable one because of, you know, injuries to guys like Mark Giordano. Uh, Calgary are going to have a suited up defensive core when it comes to the playoffs and guys coming back and being healthy. I wonder how much of a Giordano, Giordano, if he can do what he did last year or just a bit of what he did last year. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I think the biggest thing for Winnipeg is, yeah, you know, Patrick Lyon is a different player than he was last year, and we know that he can just flick a switch and that, and he'll just be an absolute goal-scoring machine. But I, I really think it's Connor Hellebuck because if Connor Hellebuck slows down that oh defense, because that defense has a giant hole in it, it's, it's going it, to – it might get ugly. Mm-hmm. It might get ugly for for Winnipeg. Uh huh. I think it's very fair. Um, anything else to say on Winnipeg Calgary here, lads? Finish off the Western Conference. No, we're good. Really think it's just anyone's game. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I think yeah, either team could really win. I'm gonna put my money on Winnipeg because I just love them so much. I just really. There's just like they're not the most beloved team in the league. That's a certain. Team in Carolina, mm-hmm. which we'll get to, um, but also that. But yeah, Winnipeg, Calgary. I'm going to put mine on Winnipeg. Uh, what about you, Mike? I'm going to have to roll with the same. I'm <laughs> thinking Winnipeg, but I, I honestly think this game can go to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game can go to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree too with Mike. This is going to five. Uh, mm-hmm. Winnipeg. 
Yeah, I have Winnipeg winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just one thing I clearly want to ask you guys before we go to to the Eastern Conference. How much of a difference is a five-game series, you think, compared to a seven? Exactly what these guys are complaining about. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to play Patrick Kane. Um, you know, like how they've said that or we don't want to play against Carey Price for just five games. Like, with such little time, you know, you start to fizzle out, obviously, as the as you have more games. But now they're they're playing a lot more, like they're with less time, less games played. They can rest just that little bit more and they can mm-hmm. they can they have that much more of a fighting spirit in it. So that's why I think it, it, it is quite a difference. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my take. <laughs> you know, we just talked about the most exciting possible series in the Western Conference. Uh, we might as well start off with the same for the Eastern Conference. The New York Islanders and the Florida Panthers, guys. Oh, and you know what? When I was looking at this, I Joe Quindell is, you know, arguably one of the best coaches, you know, in history. Probably, like, arguably, again, the best in today's game. But, man, I look at this series – and, and I think, yeah, another mess for Chicago. But I look at Florida and I think, man, wouldn't all their problems kind of be solved if Barry Trotz could run his system on that team? That is true. Yeah, because then they wouldn't have to worry about Sergei Bobrovsky. Maybe he could have a save percentage over 900. Why the hell was Florida selling at the deadline? Man, yeah, that's the video. I think, uh, uh, Alex, you made a very good point at the deadline that they were looking, Mike, for a defenseman. You know this, right? That they were looking for a guy to play with Ekblad and instead traded Vincent Trocek for Eric Howell. I was so, I was like, I was watching this unfold, and I'm just, throughout this time, as Leafs fans, I'm sure Daniel, Alex, you guys felt the same way. We're just like, okay, we, we need to get a, a step on Florida. Florida passed us at, at a point, right? And we're that's who we were battling with here and Montreal, I guess, as well. But like, the, that's like the battle for, um, you know, that last spot in the division because there's no way I don't think we we're going to get a, a wild card. Florida, granted, wasn't a wild card spot, but were they? I don't know. But um, like, then you see them trade Vinny Trocek, who's, who, I mean, he was broken for a year, but like, he's, he's still a better player than Eric Howla and Lucas yeah. Walmart. <laughs> like, you know, if they traded Vincent Trocek and brought in someone who could play with Aaron Ekblad, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Exactly. But they brought in players mm-hmm. who are, I think two of them are going to be free agents at the end of the year. It's literally like they're trying to split up one player into two. Yeah. They do that. I, I don't understand why and they then, do that. And then I think I don't remember if it was Friedman or I think it was uh, Chris Johnson came out after the trade deadline and said that the owner told Dale Dale Talon that he needs to shed ten million dollars in salary. I That's why he that. traded Vincent Trocek. And I was like, what? So you signed Sergey Bobrovsky for ten million dollars on July first, <laughs> and and not even a season later, you're telling me you need to get rid of ten million dollars in salary. Um, Why? Let's, 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 <laughs> Ridiculous. I, we, we're, I just realized we're going a bit off here. So the matchup itself, though. Um, um, yeah, Jesus. I, I really – I think Florida has a good chance of winning. Um, if Sergey Bobrovsky tries. Make up. <laughs> or if he just – it's like the year where Columbus started like 0-5 and then he got his coach fired. <laughs> I don't even remember who their head coach was back then. Because if it's right. not Torrell, I don't care. Before but I, Torts, I forgot. Yeah, like pre-Torts doesn't matter, really. But, I mean, you look at 
you look at Florida, and besides all their problems, you know, you still have Alexander Barco, who is a sensational player. I don't um, think he's underrated anymore. No, he, God, no, he's not. Huberto is underrated. Yes. And yeah. Jonathan Huberto, another guy who I think like, over the past two seasons is at like 150 points or something stupid like that. He's ridiculous. Um, where do you guys see this series going? Because, I mean, like, what do the Islanders really have to combat against this besides Matt Barzell? A defensive system. Yep. That's mm-hmm. true. Just to the outside. Like you got Pajo, um, who could probably do some stuff there. Um, I don't know how, but they're like defensively. You're right, and don't forget they have defensive stalwart Andy Green now. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's great. But Mike, apparently, to information and analytics, not available to the public. He's a good defenseman. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently he's he's a he's an analytics. Uh, He's an analytics, just like they love him there. But, um, I mean, yeah, you know, just like we've been talking about this entire time, Trotz knows how to lock it down. It's like the Senators years ago. Do you, do you remember when they were rolling out the boring hockey? That's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much – and, and the, you know, you. the only difference is that Ottawa had some scores, so I was kind of wondering why they were doing that. Like that neutral zone cycle was just boring to watch. But with their – the real defensive collapse that they do, like the the style of collapsing that they do with with New York, it's 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 insane how they've actually managed to pull it off. Um, even though they're not like a top top team, they're still a pretty you know trots is still trots and um, right on and who do they got now? They got Grice in that. Who are they rolling with? Grice and Var- right. Varlamov. Varlamov. I think Varlamov. it's Varlamov. I think it's Varlamov. Yeah, I think Varlamov is is rolling it against. Fellow countryman, who you know, he's another. He's the X factor there. Can Bobro- can Bo- can you're on the case? Bobrovsky wake up after signing ten million and mailing it in this year. Yes, I, I think New York has a secret weapon that the Panthers don't have. I think Pajo honestly can can chip in too. I think yeah. he's I think he's a little overrated, but I still think he he when they acquired him, that was a big acquisition acquisition. I think it'll it'll I think he'll be a, a factor in the playoffs as well. Even if their 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 captain who Anders Lee, if he can do something like you know, it's it's a lot of question marks for a lot of these teams. I think we're noticing a trend in mm-hmm. all of these matchups that we're talking about. It's a lot of can this guy wake up? Can this guy wake up? Because so many people have had down years. Right. Can can New York? Can they have some form of offense? Can Bobrovsky wait up? Wake up? Like, it, I think if Barry Trotz lets Matt Barzell do something, take his reins. Yeah, just. I mean, he probably won't do that. But I think if he would, it would be a completely different ball game because you saw what he did his for in his rookie year. Uh, he put oh, eight, in, eight, he, in eighty-four points in eighty-two games. And he just looked like an absolute beast. And and I think a lot of people's arguments were John to well, he's playing with John Tavares. Half of the half of his point like most of his points, I think I counted five five or six points were with John Tavares. Yeah, they were split up. It was they were mm-hmm. split up. Not even a question. So try settle McDavid except for the power play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think you know, I think he should because then he can get even more money, and it's going to be hilarious to, to for me to see what Lou does because there's the portion of Lee fans who say Lou Lamarillo would have done a much better job right. than Dubis. 
I Let's mean, not get into contract talks, eh? Okay. Okay, okay. I mean, the the albatross there that happened, it wouldn't have happened under Lamorello's watch. We know that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just, I think the only one that would have been vastly different was, was Marner. I don't think he would have gotten as much, but I think Nylander would have got that six point nine. I don't think Lou would have traded him. Mm-hmm. Well, again, the, the big the big thing was apparently Nylander had that deal at the draft or like no no that September waited to give him that specific deal to like that late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daniel, what about your take on the series? Again, uh, a big point that we're kind of talking on here is. Yeah, if you take the reins off of not just, you know, Matt Barzell, uh, Jordan Eberle, pretty damn good player as well. Another Royal Junior favorite of yours, Daniel. Yeah, um, I love, like, I think I talked about before. I think when we did, like, the hypothetical Canada teams, I picked Ray Trotz as my cap- as my uh, coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they win if they could, you know, use that system to their advantage and Florida kind of just succumbs to it. But if everyone kind of wakes up for the Panthers I've talked about, um, then it could be interesting. I think this one goes to five, mm-hmm. but it's like de- definitely a tough one. Like it is going to be, I think the battle of goaltenders too, like Bobrovsky and Varlamov have both been streaky in the playoffs mm-hmm. before. So it's going to go down to that, I think. All right. Um, Mike, instead of asking who's going to win, I have a better question. Are you going to watch any of the games in this series? <laughs> I'm wait, I'm wait. I might catch one because I mean, like, I guess the way they're gonna roll these games is like throughout the day, like the Olympics. So I, I guess if I'm, I want to watch hockey, I'm gonna have to be forced to watch <laughs> one of these games, right? Yeah. I mean, if you can't, if you can't get fans in either of these two teams' seats. I swear to God, like the Leafs have more players and like or more people watching them in warm ups than than Florida and the, the Islanders do. Yeah, do, does Florida have the advantage because you, they just don't have anyone in their in the stadium? They're so used to it. They're just yeah. used to it. I mean, remember, remember the the most I've ever seen a stadium packed for the Islanders was the Tavares game. It's yeah. literally the only time I've ever seen it that filled, and that that game was disgusting. <laughs> Wasn't a, didn't yeah. Riley Smith say a couple months ago? He's like, I played in Florida for a couple of years. Yeah, he he, he made a shot in the dark there. And then Barkov, well, he, the, he won an award. Yeah, and then was like, there are more Panthers fans here than in Florida. <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. I love I love the fans. Eh? They've got a great sense of humor. Um, but hey, let's just thank God we got that. I didn't think we'd go that deep into such a boring. No. Place. <laughs> But hey, um, we'll go into really what I, I, I am very confident is going to be the most fun series in this playoffs. Carolina versus New York. Carolina, I just, a absolute wagon to join on. Just such a, a fun team. They're just, they don't feel like they belong in the NHL because they're actual, like they have fun. And I mean, like you talk about the Rangers, I think they're probably one of those top four teams that Ilya Shorokin played the whole year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if they stop playing Hank, I'm sorry, but the guy's on his way out. And I mean, if Zabanajad scores another five goal game, not a big deal. I mean, <laughs> but I I think for this one, honestly, I really do think. I mean, look, I mean, overall they are a complete team. Like they're a pretty complete team. Um, Carolina, in terms of they've got Svechnikov who who just exploded this year, um, and a bunch of other players now you've got Trocek defensively they're very sound with with like Slavin and I mean Jake Gardner's their worst defenseman we and are, then 
sorry to interrupt, but we were looking at uh, Daily Faceoff a few episodes ago, and even with missing Vatanen, who hasn't even played the game, and missing Dougie Hamilton, their defensive core is still better than most other teams. Missing even, even, I don't know how they would give up a first-rounder for this, but Brady Shea. <laughs> that was such a, are you kidding me, deal? I saw it. Like, yeah. So I then, know. overall, I just think they're a more complete team. And even in in goal, overall, I just think they're a better team than, uh, than the Rangers. I mean, I love... Dude, my, my favorite Ranger right now, I hate to say it's Tony D. I love Tony D. Uh, sorry, it's, it's Breadman, but I love Tony D on the side too. But I think, honestly, those are the tools that, like, if 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 the New York Rangers beat the Carolina Hurricanes, like, I want them to, that that is an upset. Like, that is an upset. <laughs> an upset that even though people know, it, I, I think people think, you know, in their minds it could happen, that would be still, like, an upset. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you mentioned the bread man for a second there. So let me ask you this, Daniel. How big of a factor is Artemi Panarin, arguably a heart winner this year? Yeah, I think he's a really big factor too. But uh, I think it's like when we talk about the Eric Carlson thing, like it, the, like the way the team's kind of built, especially when I look at their center depth and like a lot of the young guys they have on the team, it's going to be like not to the extent like the Eric Carlson situation, but, you know, Panarin might – have to drag the offense with Zibanejad. Like, he will be there, but, like, it's he's – I don't think he's at that level yet when we talk about Panarin. Like, I just – like, when I see Ryan Strom as the second-line center, it just kind of yeah. worries me a bit. <laughs> see, I, I have maybe – I don't know. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Hurricanes goaltending. Like, That's it for me, too. That, you know, Jake, like, sorry, I love James Reimer. I, Optimus Rhyme, I don't think uh, he can do it. I adore that man, but I do, yeah, like, I don't think he can get it done. I mean, he carried the Leafs once. I don't know if he can do it again. That's fair. I don't trust Peter Morazic. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a dumpster fire. I don't think. Had a year oh. in Detroit and had a good stink like last year, and that was it. And everyone sings this, but I don't trust Mirazic at all. I yeah, I think, I think goal to I think Shisterkin has to play, and I think he's he's gonna he's gonna if if the Rangers like you know Hanks on his way out there, I think yeah Panera Panarin him and Mika and Zibanejad and, and Tony D I think there because like what has Jacob Truba done this year <laughs> after that big deal. Yeah. Right, so I'm I'm really thinking, yeah, if if the Rangers are to somehow pull off an upset, it's because of Shesterkin and because of Sabanajad and Panarin. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, I still think the the advantage goes to Carolina. I think they're the more complete team, but and I mm-hmm. think this game go, this will go to like four probably. I mean, you even even if you look at let's say Capo uh, Caco turns it on like what he was supposed to be the entire year, you look at the other guys who were supposed to turn it on. We know that Carolina can play that defensive game, mm-hmm. right? the the game against the game against the Leafs where David Ayers David Ayers played. Goddamn! Like that was the best defensive performance I've ever seen in my life. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that was incredible. So, wh- how long did it take for the 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 rage to like? Your a couple of days. A couple of days. I think after we recorded the podcast, and I'm like, every. Oh, man. Um, that episode was just. 
I think I was just laughing because I was very few exposed. By the I way, think Steve Dangle's video was hilarious on that. <laughs> Man, th- there's that one point where like he's talking about the Sabers, like you're getting mad at the Sabers, and then he ser- he does like the they lost the workshop, and his voice just cracks like I've never seen before. Or the best is when he's like. Normal teams in normal instances, <laughs> the losing team would actually shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. It was so funny. Half a million, like easily, like shouting because he was like trending one in Canada. By the way, I'm embarrassed. I just realized I called Igor Shostorkin Ilias Shawarkin. I thought he was the Islanders. It's Washington's guy. guy. Yeah, or is it? Is it Washington? No, no, I'm thinking. Yeah. No, that's Samson. Samson, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Where did all these Russian goaltenders come from? Who knows, man? Like yeah, them in Finland <laughs> are popping up. Anyway, no, yeah, no, it's Igor Shostorkin. You're right. I don't know why I called it Shostorkin. Um, but man, um, I I think I I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with Carolina, for the yes. sole reason I'm thinking that Sammy Vatney is gonna be their fourth death best defenseman if he's if he's healthy. Dougie was fantastic. Svechnikov finally got some power play time. And I, I just, I really want Carolina to go all the way. I love them so much. Uh, what about you guys? Who are you going with, uh, with with this? Just such a fun series. I have Carolina. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're just the most, the more complete team. And it's another case of where I want the Rangers to win. But I really, if I'm putting money on it, it's going on the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And sorry, Daniel, who do you got? Oh, uh, yeah, I have Carolina. I have like a weird thing when I think about it. Is that if we ask next year, then it would be different because like the Rangers have so many pieces that I want to see, like, let's see what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Lias Anderson, does he show? Yes. That Adam guy Fox wants out of there. Yeah. Oh, Foxy, Foxy clean. Can't forget Adam Fox. Oh, that's very true. Um, Why do we have you, Mike? Before we move on <laughs> to the two most important series. Um, I want to ask you because I love Elias and I love Elias Anderson so much because I loved it when he threw his stuff. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Elias Anderson and that whole situation going on with New York? Honestly, I, it's tough, man. I think like first from throwing his medal into the, into the crowd. And then uh, now he wants out of New York because he can't, make it so far or they're they're just trying to develop it a lot more he just hasn't made it yet i just it's sad to see that like the guy honestly he seems like a real cop-out like it's his way or the highway really because it, it's not working out right now in new york so you can mm-hmm. see why he's demanding a trade and then i mean they can't trade him for a while obviously but then you have like it just i like the guy but he's gotta he's gotta get it together you know, there there's honestly some players on the Rangers with some attitudes. Like Tony D, we don't even want to get into that. But like, I think Elias Anderson. Honestly, I think it's time to move on from him. I don't know what you can get for him, honestly, at this point. But I think it'd be best for them to move on from him. Do you remember who's technically suspended? Like Brendan Lemieux is technically suspended. yes. You're right, Brendan Lemieux. I love Brendan Lemieux, man. He's he's just like his dad. Yeah, just like Claude. Man. Brennan Lemieux is he, he? That guy's a fighter. That guy's that guy can that guy. He's a bruiser. Uh, all right, we've got two series left because three of the four of us are Leafs fans. Um, we'll save Toronto for last. So just give me a second. I just want to get something real quickly. Um, 
Are you going to put your hat on too? Oh. No, he's going to pick up <laughs> did this before. <laughs> Hold on. You guys, just, you guys just talk about something. I'll be right Okay, I will. Uh, so I told that Adam when the Canadians got Ilya Kovalchuk, I told Adam they needed to trade him by the trade deadline because it just didn't make sense. At least they did. At least they did. Now I'm telling him, uh, you know, what if they had Ilya Kovalchuk? <laughs> Wouldn't that be so much better? If they had Ilya Kovalchuk, at least they have uh, a goal scorer. Oh, my God, Adam. <laughs> He's going to put on his mask. That's, that's lovely. Guys, <laughs> I have a really big head, too. So this is actually a signed mask from Terry Price. Actually. That's so sick, man. It's like one of his ones that like he gets like six or something made every year. And when I lived in Montreal, I knew a guy who used to work for the team. So I got a pen. But anyway, uh, for those of you who are wondering why is my audio so weird if you're not watching the video, I put on my Carey Price mask. I put down one of the four pictures of him I have in my room. Because, baby, Montreal are going all the way. Let's go. Forget it. Sidney Crosby is toast, Mike. Afghani Hashtag Mafia. canceled. It's only good when Sidney Crosby is out. And guess what? Sidney Crosby. By the way, the Penguins never have a good start to this. Okay, this is very They're difficult. terrible to start. They're terrible to start. Um, but in all seriousness, um, beside the fact that I'm holding in one hand a massive care price and a picture in the other. Um, this guy's a Steve Dangle of Montreal. This is very, true. It's an interesting combination. <laughs> you heard a crash that's because i was opening my display case and a bunch of pucks just fell out from games i've been to but anyway i i really think that montreal could surprise here and the main reason you're gonna think i'm crazy here is that top line of brendan gallagher philip Deneau, and thomas Tatar. such an underrated line whenever they played the bruins as much as one team can they did a great job of shutting down the perfection line I mean, you've got some great young mix of youth, like guys like. Wait, Jim. before you keep going, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't think I don't. I really, genuinely don't think they have a chance if Max Domi is allowed <laughs> to play. If what? Sorry. If Max Domi isn't allowed to play. See, um, so I was listening to your podcast, obviously, Mike, and like, so who is your buddy? Is he is he a Habs fan? John is a huge Habs fan too. Okay, all right. So I I don't agree or disagree with that because. Max Domi last year was, I think, arguably Montreal. I think he was best or second best forward because Philip Deneau is very underrated. And then offensively, Brendan Gallagher is a bastard to play. Mm-hmm. So I don't think – if Max Domi is not playing, I don't think that decides Montreal's fate entirely. He is a massive part of the team regardless. But if Montreal's top line is – you know, if they don't perform, then that's the death sentence. Um and again, like, but again, Matt, because of they're such like healthy five on five, they're one of the best scoring teams in the league. But that's mm-hmm. the problem: how healthy you're going to be for this run. And of course, Carey Price isn't the best goalie in the world anymore, but I still think he's one of the better goalies in the league. What is right? Jonathan Drouin going to do in his in his playoff debut with Montreal here? Yeah, that's tough because in Tampa mm-hmm. he was good in the playoffs before he got yucky. hurt. Yeah, and before he got before he got nailed. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got nailed. That that was. I remember he got he got lit up. I, I forgot who in the Islanders just clobbered him. But regardless, I yeah, keep going with Druin. Yeah, it's like you know, at the beginning of the year, he really started to look like the Jonathan Druin we all thought he'd be. And then you know, um, you know, messes up his hand. Then one of the first games he comes back from injury, um, he sprains his ankle, 
he's just, he hasn't had a chance. And, you know, it is the question, yeah, but at the same time, um, Jonathan Drew owns a Montreal. He's one of the only two players who are still in Montreal. He's the hometown guy, and I have a lot of faith in him. Um, is a lot of this, I won't lie, Mike, am I someone who says, you know, and probably gives Montreal more of the benefit of the doubt, considering I was just wearing a goalie mask and I have <laughs> yes. a tattoo on my leg. Yeah, but I, I really what tattoo? Do... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Let's see this. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Let me just, I didn't give myself a lot of risk. Um, I've got, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and I'm thinking of getting characterized oh, mask for my 21st. But anyway, uh, like, you know, you know I, I look and like, yeah, Pittsburgh never have good starts, right? But at the same time, you wonder, now they have Jason Zucker. Um, you know, uh, Jake Gensel will be healthy. Um, the Pittsburgh will be healthy. Generally, we talked about Arizona. Pittsburgh are never healthy, too. So, sir, I, I am talking a lot. So, I, like, I'd love to get your guys' thought on this. Alex, I know you're definitely going to disagree with me, but just let me try and put this picture back up. It, I think right it here. all starts with if Carey Price pl- is playing well. I think if Carey Price isn't playing well, even if that first line is performing, they have to overachieve – so much because we know their le- because we know Montreal's left side is not very good. Is <laughs> yeah. not very yeah. And 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 I'm just using the Leafs as an example. That's because I know that's what I know best. When one side of your defense isn't strong and the other team is a smart team, they will absolutely hammer your strong side. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, that's what they did uh, with Gardner. Then Zaitsev had to break, break, do a breakout pass, which I've oh, never God. seen him do ever. Uh, you had Ron Hainsey on his offhand doing breakout pass. I, I can't even describe how. I don't even forget how bad it was because that was with Babcock, who only did the long pass system. Right. So sufferance. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I don't like to remember that, um, <laughs> but. So I think there's like multiple things that have to go right with with Montreal to pose a challenge to Pittsburgh. And I think their top six in Pittsburgh is extremely strong with, you know, uh, Crosby, Zucker, and Sheary, and then Malkin gets Gensel and Brian Rust. Uh, that's an extremely strong top six. And, you know, I, a lot of people like like to hate on Matt Murray, but like he'll just show you his uh, his hand and those two Stanley Cup rings. Oh, a Habs great. Uh, Matt Murray can't hear you because he has his two Stanley Cup rings plugging his ears. Yeah, the two cups he got when he was still technically a rookie. Because- now, Alex, I'm going to ask you: Do you think they're going to roll with Murray because of his experience? Or are they going to they're going to roll with the better goalie this year in Tristan Jari? I think they end up rolling with Murray. And, or you know what? What they could do is they start with Tristan Jari. They do what uh, Washington did a few years ago, starting Grubauer uh, in the playoffs. Holtby, I remember that. And, um, and then bringing in Holtby. I think it was mm-hmm. against Columbus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then bringing in Holtby when Grubauer wasn't, wasn't playing up to par. That, that's a possibility, but I think that they should really try starting with Murray just because of the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I mean, Pittsburgh did that the same thing with uh, with Flurry right. in his last year. Matt Murray took the reins once Flurry had one bad game. I think they were kind of they were leading towards they, Murray though. They were leaning towards <laughs> Murray though. They were getting ready to get rid of Flurry. Yeah. That's another story. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, I. Th- Honestly, I think the biggest thing here is Sidney Crosby and Jason Zucker were playing yucky together. Yeah. So for them, so for them, I think 
if they can keep what they have, they, they can light up Montreal. But at the same time, though, I would not want to be, you know, the playoffs is physical, and I would not want to be facing off against Shea Weber. I would not be wanting to, to, to carry the puck into the or go into the corner to get the puck with Shea Weber, even right. though he's, he's had his broken bones and stuff like that. The guy's a wagon. And the guy's slap shot. I, I don't know. Like, I remember which goalie was it that, that took it to the face? Mrazek? I think a few have. Mrazek has, and Corey Crawford did once as well. I think Rask did as well. I think Crawford, he was the one who was like, literally, like, he, like, like almost like caved. Shea Weber has broken the net, like, in the Mighty Ducks. He has, <laughs> he, he's, I think he broke Brendan Gallagher's hand. Yeah, he did. He did. He, I remember because. He he slid right into it, and you see him get off, and he's like his hand is literally. He goes. They scored the same shift that happened because he just ran off. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Shea Weber is like you argue about Montreal's left side, Alex. It's it's not. I love Brett Kulak, but when Brett Kulak's Brett Kulak, he's, I met him. Nice, really nice guy. Um, but you know when Brett Kulak's coming, yeah, the right side is great with Jeff Petrie and Shea Weber. But yeah, after that, there's not um, there's not a whole lot going on down there. Ben Shiro. Yo, I, I, you say that? Ben Sherratt has somehow been really good. As a, he had like 10 goals. I but know. I, yeah. I was surprised by him. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, Winnipeg could have used him. <laughs> but it, I really, though, I think, um, I think if Sidney Crosby can do what he did to Ryan Donato – in this series, oh gosh, just ended his career there. And then you know you have Zucker, you have um, uh, if you have their defense stand up, like if Chris Letang, Chris Letang actually wasn't too bad this year. Um, and if you get him firing, and obviously I think the X factor's got to be uh, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Doc Johnson, can't forget about that guy. But yeah, I mean. I really feel like this is, I, I, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna stick it here. I, I I think Montreal can pull an upset. I I genuinely believe Montreal can pull an upset. I'm gonna say it. I don't I want that. them to, and I know I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know Adam Adam is might be surprised that I'm actually like taking like to Adam's benefit. I'm gonna take the wheel and say I I honestly would love to see Montreal embarrass Pittsburgh. <laughs> Oh, it'd by, be hilarious. By, that'd be the funniest thing ever, but I don't but, want it to happen. <laughs> but then Pittsburgh would have to get Alex Schlefford here. Right? And then I would, I would, I would, I would be like hockey's broken. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd, hockey's find broken. Another, I'd find another sport. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll, watch hey, K, I'll watch KHL. Hey, is lacrosse still K. going? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll find something else to watch. Uh, Daniel, what do you make of this of this whole scenario? Who's going to come out? Because you, you know the famous, all of us have heard this saying before, uh, never count out Sidney Crosby. For sure. Um, the way I kind of see it is like it's not like it's not like a mudslide of offense. The way I see it, because like you know, Montreal has stock gaps like Philip Deneau, and you know, like Jonathan Drone has like a pretty solid two-way game as well. No, no, he doesn't. Here and there, when he can. <laughs> he, he tries like he, he's better than Line, but yeah, um, I appreciate. I can, I can see Montreal kind of giving them a challenge. Like I. Would not be surprised if they could actually pull it to like game five, mm-hmm. but like it's like one of those things where if they pull it to game five, by that point Pittsburgh figures it out, and then it's kind of like a blowout game five. Mm-hmm. 
what? How yeah. dare you? Wow. I think a lot of, for me, I think Montreal can pull the upset. I just think multiple things have to go right. And only one thing has to go right in Pittsburgh. Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin have to wake up. You, you say a lot of things have to go right for Montreal. Or yes. one particular has to go right. First and foremost. Yeah, obviously. that's, yes. Man, and that, that's, of course, you know. Oh, no, I was going to say Nate Thompson would be traded then. Goddamn. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, God. Man, yeah, Nate, but great the first and foremost thing is that they need, like, yeah, like Alex said here, like, they need some, they need, oh, like, they need to be lucky in that sense that they need things to click. You need their top line just to be able to, to, to score on top of Carey Price playing, like, his otherworldly self. And then you need, um, uh, this is a secondary one, but you got to hope Max Domi's playing too. Yes. Uh, right. You know, another guy like Nick Suzuki is a guy where, you know, that's a rookie who, you know, that's his first year. And playing that full season is already tough enough on rookies. We saw that with Jesper Kutkinemi. Another guy, you know, where is he going to play or not? Um, because he was also hurt. Ex- expanded year. roster. You got to bring in Ryan Paling. And he is not, he does not have a good look right now. If they play the Leafs, you bring in Ryan Paling. But yes. man, he, oh, yeah. uh, he's taking yeah, some great. PR hits after he retweeted some Trump stuff. Um, but okay, so we'll take the final tally here. Alex, Toronto, Pits- I mean, Montreal, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, Daniel, Pittsburgh, Montreal. Pittsburgh. Hey, hey, Mike, you want to still – Mike, can I transfer to your podcast? I don't like these guys anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mike, Pittsburgh, I, Pittsburgh, Montreal. You're not going to like me either, buddy, because I got to roll with Pitt on this one. All right. Um, I'm going avec les Canadiens de Montréal, nos équipes nationales. I, I honestly, I think it'd be hilarious if they can pull an upset, and I think they can. I'm just, if, you know, you just have to kind of put your money on Pittsburgh. No, that's, no, that is fair. That is fair. Um, again, I may, I joked about it. Crosby and Malkin are otherworldly creatures. Well, <laughs> uh, hey, well, by the way, I didn't ask you guys on purpose, but just for the sake of it, um, Islanders or Panthers, who's going to win? Oh, we oh. forgot that. We forgot. Yeah. That's how that's how that's how forgettable of a series it is. We didn't even. Yeah, I, I, I got I got Panthers. Panthers, all right, Alex. Uh, Islanders. Uh, Daniel. Islanders. I'm going the Panthers because I can't stand the Islanders. Um, this is the first time we've had like multiple votes. <laughs> so wow. Yeah, um, all right. Um, before I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna give you guys a funny story here before we end to the next series. It's about it's about Adam actually. Our last oh, day no, of our, no. our last day of first year. Oh, okay, I remember this. He, 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 we were all saying goodbye to Shanaz and, and leaving our lab, and he comes up to me and and we're and he, he's telling me about how like, you know, how like he he's saying good year and I'm telling him good year and he's and this guy you could see how much of a Habs fan he is. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, unfortunately, you know, I hope you make it someday. Um, and hopefully I do too, because I know I'm going for the for the other team here. Unfortunately, you like the Leafs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I knew he was like, I knew he was a Habs fan from the start of school, like when I first met him on day one. But then, like this guy is like, he he's he's Habs hero after after he told me after that last day there when we when we were all saying our goodbyes. <laughs> I also I also said to Mike is. And it's weird because I like I was completely stumbling over my words. Like Mike, asked me, Wait, what are you saying, dude? And I said, I know you're going after Bacasas' job too, but so am I. So watch out there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Hey, hey, was, uh, At least Bacasas is in Ottawa now, so it's not like we're trying to take. From hey, I'm not trying to take. You guys take uh, the second McKenzie. 
Sean. Oh my God, Sean. Sean. <laughs> well, that's, he's got a decent stash at least. Oh my God. <laughs> cookie duster is pretty nasty. Speaking of stashes, we got the best stash coming up. <laughs> Man. All right. So we, we're on to the last <laughs> greatest series. It's so bad. I'm like, I'm not like, no, we're gonna. I thought that was going away after Halloween. I'm like, you know what? He's doing Freddie Mercury. That's fine. Did the entire year, <laughs> and then it's still there. I'm like, man, just get rid of this thing, please. All right, guys. Um, here we are. The Columbus Blue Jackets, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the story here is definitely the Leafs. They're really polar opposite teams. The uh, Columbus really grind you down, star offense, sorry, star defensive guys, Seth Jones, Zacharenzi. The Leafs are superstar, pure skill, um, you, you know, lovely, lovely stuff. Um, guys, I don't really know where to start here. You're the Leafs fans, so I'm going to let you guys just kind of do free willy here. Um, but one thing I do have to ask, can the Leafs yes. fix and go up against Elvis Mears Lincoln? Yes. The best yes. name. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, not even just out going up against Elvis Merz. Like it's can Sheldon Keith, who's young, Gur in the coaching section in his first year as an NHL coach, take on the likes of the sixty-one-year-old amazing amazingness of John Tortorella. He's sixty-one. Oh no, Tortorella is sixty-one oh, years old. I, I didn't. I would have never guessed he was sixty-one. He's been around for. He won a cup with Tampa, didn't he? He's been yes. Yeah. Before I didn't, I didn't realize he was that. The yeah. biggest issue. Uh, you yeah, he's know, 61 years old. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> the issue I have with Columbus is that they really have to try to score goals, even when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Like they, they scored 180 goals this year, and that's tied for <sighs> third worst in the league. Wow. Right? And yeah, they're like <clears throat> when they come back, They'll get Seth Jones, uh, Cam Atkinson, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Was um, Corpus her too? I think he was. I think he had just come back, come yeah, off the uh-huh. come off the IR. Uh, Bjorkstrand, Murray, uh, Alex Tex- Texier, and uh, I think they might get Josh Anderson back, but it depends on when they start playing. Yeah, I remember that too. So they're He's they're a getting guy. Yeah, and, and they're getting a lot of guys back. But I still don't know if if that's enough. I think their defense is much better than the Leafs. Like I think that's that's not even a question. That's a given. Yeah, but I think you know Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. I think you know I think Tavares have, has kind of been injured all year. I think he came back early from the he hand also injury. Had a- kids so he's and probably- he had yeah and he had a kid so it kind of looks even when he came back like he looked. Like he was not scoring like he was. I think something was wrong with his hand. Don't forget Riley too. Riley is he? Oh yeah, Riley's back. Got hurt. Yeah, and they'll get Mikhaev back. Yes, Superman, which is very exciting. Now, what are they gonna do with two Supermans? Because you got oh. Campbell. Or do you, who who's gonna loot? Who's gonna ditch the soup? Well, Campbell Campbell's like a nice Campbell. guy. Campbell ditched the soup. Yeah, he's too nice. Campbell, yeah, missed second the second best mustache on the team. <laughs> But I think, you know, yeah, you know, playoffs is a different game. And I think we really saw it last year uh, against Boston. For me, I think the, the the game that really was a moment for me was game two where nothing was called. Absolutely. Oh, I was, I remember. Pandemonium. I, it was, it was awful. I think, I remember John Tavares got punched in the face. 
Jake DeBrusque's uh, hit on Marlowe. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. No one, no one polices Kadri. the game. And then Kadri. I remember I was out to dinner with my family. It was my stepdad's like fiftieth birthday. I come out of dinner and the texts I get from Alex are I can't even repeat them on this podcast. <laughs> but did I, I don't even. Remember. I was so upset. Like I, I was watching. Like my parents aren't big hockey fans, but they they were watching the game, and the words that were coming out of my mouth, I don't think they've <laughs> ever heard before, because Chara punches Tavares in the face while the play's dead, and I'm like, what is this? Like, is this <laughs> like I didn't know what sport I'm watching anymore. I went on a rant. No one understood what I was talking about, but that's okay. So that I think will be an issue, especially. You know, even more if Josh Anderson's back. But even without Josh Anderson, you look at the, you look someone like Seth Jones, someone like Nick Foligno, who's willing to get get down and dirty. Maybe not the same way Josh Anderson is, but I think John Tortorella has set that system in place where hey, we don't have Panarin anymore. We don't have Matt Duchesne. Uh, we, you know, we don't have those big scores, but. We can still get the puck. We can still score goals, if but we have to really work for it. So I, I think, but I think Toronto beats that out. I think you know Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, those three alone. Um, just, I mean Matthews, uh, the pace for his goals this year uh, was deadly, and I, I just think those guys beat it out. I think another thing too that we got to realize is that. Columbus for the last almost two years now has been playing with some form of chip on their shoulder. Like last year with their deadline push, no one counted them to win, to beat Tampa. Right. And now they, they went off and pulled one of the funniest. Who's that? Kilo. Oh, what a cutie. Kilo, come here. Come here. Let me, oh my God, come see him. <laughs> oh, he's such a little pumpkin. What do you mean a little pumpkin? He's 90 pounds, man. <laughs> oh my, God. my my buddy Cameron, he had a German Shepherd and he's called him a pumpkin. So I just oh he's adorable. Yeah, he's a Leafs fan. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, um, you know, they've been playing with such a such a, a chip on their shoulder ever since that, you know, they pulled like I was laughing my ass off when they beat Tampa. Like that was so funny. But then as well, like this year, the mass exodus. Right. They've been playing with two things here. They've been playing with a mass exodus of their their best players just being like to eat. And then um on top of that, the injuries, the man games that they've lost this year. They've been playing with such a chip on their shoulder that I think now that they're being rewarded with everything back. That's what worries me a lot as a Leafs fan. Yeah. Well, what about this? Sorry to interrupt you there, Alex. Um, because like, if there's any criticism about the Leafs, it's that they probably need to tighten up their defensive game. And yes, oh Columbus, as that bang and crash, you know, it's not easy for them to get the easy goal, but there's going to be more chances. Um, how much of a factor is the Leafs' defensive performance? I don't know if it's their defensive performance. I think it's – is Freddie gonna play like Freddie? Because Freddie I think had a tough, tough so class. Yeah, year. and I think we know what the Leafs' defense is. Uh, we know Riley sure can play defense. He's not a defense like he's at. Like I don't know how to describe him because you know, yeah, he can play defense, but that's not his strong point. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and same goes with Tyson Berry, and I think even more, he's more offensive-minded than Riley. Uh, Jake Muzzin is their real, I think, defensive, defensive guy. Defensive, honestly. Yeah. Justin Hall is, I don't know, he's been a ghost since he signed that contract. Uh, Dermot's a spark plug. Dermot, yeah. You know, he did, you know, he stepped up his game when both Muzzin and Riley were out. But I'd like to see him perform like that. Mm-hmm. With both of them in the lineup. And then we have the best, my favorite Leafs defenseman, uh, Cody Ceci. I seriously, I, did you, I don't know if you guys, I forgot what game it was, but like, I remember he, he just entered the offensive zone and they pass the puck down to him and the guy straight up takes it and passes it to the other side where there's not a single defenseman. Like he literally just passes the other one. That's probably every game. Like when I saw that, I'm like, this is Cody, (laughs) this is Cody CC in a nutshell. I can't believe like they, I can't believe they defended that guy. I can't believe Kyle Dubas came out and defended that guy. I think you kind of have to. No, just say, don't say anything about him. That's it. I don't want to hear about Cody Ceci. What about Martin Marinson? Great guy. Marty. Great guy. Magic Marty. Darling. Marty. He scored the best goal goal of the season. Daniel, Daniel, you put that you you put that perfectly. Analytics <laughs> darling. And you're right, that goal. That goal. I was dying when he scored that goal. It was amazing. It was spectacular. Like I I like I I can't I really it's gonna be a tough matchup because like I mean yeah you have two top heavy lines of offense that can really drive but I mean uh another storyline is like where do you put Kerfoot? Kerfoot has had trouble this year, whether it's as a third line center or as a second line winger. It's 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 been tough for him to click. Yeah, I I think you put him third line center. I think so too. He was where he was brought into play, and I I really think you know he only played a short time there. But Makayev on either Matthews or Tavares' uh, wing, I, I think he'd he'd look really well. And I th- and either whether you have Math uh, Matthews with Marner or Tavares with Marner, it doesn't really matter. I think you're still the other person's consolation prize is William Nylander. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it matters either way. I just Kerfoot, he's your third line center, and you're gonna have Angval, Kerfoot, and Kapanen as your third line. Oh, I don't Kapanen think you play. It up. Yeah, I don't think you play Jason Spezza as your third line center. Like I love Jason Spezza, but he's not he was brought in for the fourth line. That's what he was brought in for. So you gotta keep him. Keep him there. It, but you know what? You can't forget this. If we're playing, I mean, obviously the Leafs aren't a physical team, and Columbus has like their physical, their physicality. It's tough to say though. But like literally, all the only physical, really guy that's going to dig deep in there is is Clifford. Clifford and Muzzin are the only guys that I, I really think I'm going to see much checking from. Like you got, I mean, you got Dermot Kapanen that are going to lay their hits here and there, but like that the real ones that are like the actual intimidation in terms of their physicality that they have a reputation for it, that aren't just, you know, the forwards that are going to throw a quick check into the boards here and there. It's, it's Clifford and Muzz. Right. I mean, I saw as soon as Clifford came in, you kind of saw this different attitude from a lot of the team. 
Uh, they, I think they were, it felt like they were willing to take a little more of a risk because they knew Clifford was there. But the guy I saw the most change from, maybe it was because of injuries, I, whatever it was, he maybe had more of an opportunity, but was competent. Mm-hmm. As soon as Clifford came in, I saw that guy play completely different. The guy we all thought he was came out as soon as Clifford came in. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he was more comfortable having Clifford as that guy saying, if I can't beat that guy up, he'll beat him up for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the reason. Just, but. I think it came out as soon as he got on the ice and then Clifford goes out there without a bucket and he's like, okay, we know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be a battle for sure between for sure. Columbus – Columbus's defense it's it's literally it's it's just it's an it's an equation Leafs uh Leafs offense versus Columbus's defense um Freddie Anderson versus Merz Lickens and Corbisalo and Keith with Tortorella there's just it's just matchup on matchup on matchup really to sum it sum it up and obviously you're leaning one way but it can honestly man I really think this can go either way as much oh, as I sure. as much as I want the Leafs to win, it's really it's not lopsided like some people think. Like the Leafs are going to come in here and score a bunch of goals. Do you know how tough it is for the Leafs to like? Do you tell the Leafs to score goals and they'll do the complete opposite sometimes. <laughs> like, hey, they're they're putting in a backup emergency backup goalie. Shoot as much as possible. Okay, yeah, we're not gonna we're gonna we're just gonna do the complete opposite. So you. you- Sorry, you you you're just you talked about some goaltending there. Um, I wanted to ask: Is there any chance that Jack Campbell sees the net? No, no, zero. Unless yeah. unless Freddie's getting torched one game. Mm-hmm. Unless he's getting completely and utterly lit up one game. Like if it's like five one, throw throw soup in there. Yeah, but yeah he, I just can't see them doing that. Like, no. I can't see them starting Jack Campbell in a game. No, no. And you know what? He, he, you know what? I'm happy because he's the most reliable backup that we've had in a very long time. Yeah, since Chris McElhaney. Oh, I, miss, I, I honestly, I was so upset when they didn't keep him over Sparks. But that's another story. But I, I, I met Sparks at the at the charity event. I'm just standing next to this guy. I took a picture. I'm like, God damn you. <laughs> Losing games <laughs> because of you. Stop the puck, man, please. I want to like you. I want to like Garrett Sparks. Automatically, I love every Leafs player. Mm. When you do stuff like that, I can't. Like Cody Cece? Oh, I told, I told Adam, I'm like, I bet he's a great human being. I bet he's the <laughs> nicest guy I've ever met. I, w- I would get a beer with him, for sure. Yeah, probably, but, <laughs> but not, not when you do that. I can't. I can't. I can't tell you how many episodes of the podcast have started out with Alex saying, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Get <laughs> <laughs> him off the bench. <laughs> That's most of my explanation, though. He's a nice guy. Just <laughs> um, Anything else uh, the three of you would like to touch on when it comes to this series? No, not uh, for me. Nope. I'm Frederick good. Anderson brings back his Anaheim Ducks playoff form. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just remembered Frederick Gauthier. That's you know, that's oh, the game changer. The right X there. The oh. X Factor. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was going to be uh, Nick Robertson. I'd love to oh. see him play. You know, I'd love to see him play in one of the exhibition games because I know I think they're playing two, right? Two exhibition Dude, games. The Athletic predicted like when they made like a lineup, 
like yeah. least projected line. They had him a third line winger. Uh, I was like, what? No. Yeah, let me let me ask you guys that because yeah, I, I completely forgot about Nick Robinson. Um, Robertson, where do you guys think is is you know a realistic place for him to play on the lineup? Uh, the press box. Yeah, unless Sorry. thing unless things are changing, really like the press box because like you can't throw him in you can't throw him in the third or fourth lines because he's not big and strong enough to be in that kind of competition with the other team's third or fourth lines. Mm-hmm. And he's not good enough yet, of course, to, to be in the top two lines. So realistically, especially in, in this kind of hockey, it's it's best to keep him learning in the press box and practice. How about Rasmus Sandin? That's a big name. Yeah. I, 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 I was big on him playing over Cody Cece. Mm-hmm. But if he if it was a matter of him playing t- 10 minutes a night with the Leafs or like 30 minutes a night with the Marlies, I'd rather him play 30 minutes a night with the Marlies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if we have the option of using him, do you play him over Cody Cece? Yep. Yep. I am. I'm playing I'd rather over. play Mar- I'd rather play Martin Marinson over Cody Cece. Damn. Okay. Now I so I can I can really see how you regard Cody Cece. <laughs> Listen, I bet he's a splendid human being. Just not not a good hockey player. Would love to get a beer with him. Do not want to watch him. Exactly. No. Um, I think well I, I I think that's we're good. We've wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? I, yeah. so. I remember when I first asked Mike to come on the show, I'm like, hey, so can we take like thirty minutes or like how long? Mike <laughs> Two hours. Mike just gives me the honest, like, as long as you need me, fella. And I'm like, all right, maybe we'll give like Hour twenty, hour thirty. Uh, we started recording at about twelve thirty. It's uh, oh it's two fifty five. <laughs> so first and foremost, before we go a little louder here, um, thank you, Mike, for coming on and giving being very, very gracious with your time. <laughs> no worries. I think it, it was a red flag when your dog came in and started. I'm sure he's saying, "Hey, buddy, I need a walk or something." Oh no, he just woke up. That's oh, it. He was sleeping last little while. Yeah, no red flags. He's just he's just chilling. All right, well, the good boy. Probably went hey. back to, he probably went back to sleep, honestly. Hey, big dogs, they're the sweetest. I have a Rottweiler, nicest dog you ever meet. Oh, we have some Rotties that live. Uh, we have two Rotties that live next to us at our, at, at our cottage. So my, my boy over here is always playing with, with those two Rotties whenever we go up to Wasaga for a couple days. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, so thank you, Mike. You've been such a great guest for him, so much great insight here. Hey, um, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, I think this is easy. I don't know about you. I think I say this after every episode, but this is legitimately probably one of my most enjoyable episodes I think we've had, eh, guys? Probably. Yes. We had some good laughs in that, so mm-hmm. really good. Um, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, though, first of all, go check out the YouTube channel because I think we had some good visual guy. Go check out Mike's adorable dog. Um, <laughs> all that kind of great stuff. Um, and we got to get the YouTube channel going, obviously. Be sure mm-hmm. to check out the show's Instagram channel channels as much as as well as all our uh, social medias, my YouTube channel, of course. Go check out that Habs content. And be sure, we're going to link all of Mike's stuff. Go look at his, his David Ayer stuff, Steve Danger interview, all that, you know, lovely, lovely. Appreciate lovely that, stuff. guys. Uh, Steve, I mean, Steve. Um, Mike. Mike's podcast as well, all that lovely stuff. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, any of that stuff, leave a rating, review, anything, anything. <laughs> you tell me your playoff predictions. We want to know. Also, for the listeners, this Wednesday, um, we have from the Athletic, Harmon Dial coming on. We're going to talk about the Canucks. Maybe you have a question you want answered. We'll ask him. Just let us know. Um, 
but that's going to be everything from us. Say goodbye, lads. If you have anything else to say, go ahead and say it. Uh, you, you didn't put your on. prediction. You didn't put your prediction. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's going to say, he's gonna say Columbus. He's going to say Columbus just to he's, piss he's me gonna off. He's going to say Columbus. I know. I already know. Um. I'm going to go with a solid five-game series. Well, now that you've said it, I have to go Columbus. No, you know, we, we said when we did a very, very quick dive, I said Toronto would, would probably win. Um, but, yeah, like Columbus, are just, they're not fun to play against. But, I mean, I, it's, there is no excuse for me at the end of the day if Freddie pulls up and with the offensive talent, the, the, the gap in talent and, yeah. you know, pure scoring that the Leafs, they should win. But I'll go with Columbus just for the upset. Why not? Okay. Of course. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Thank you. Thank We're you. waiting for that. All right. Hey, you know what? I aimed, I aimed to please. Um, anything else, guys? No, no. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later, everyone. Good-